7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an easiest idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, soon to be Radio for Humans. And of course, joining me as always on the program, uh, the one and only Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Hi. How are you? Okay. How yeah. are you? <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, and of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp, runneth over. Welcome, Rain. Do we? Please tell me we didn't lose Rain already. No, no, you didn't. Oh, okay. No, no, I was I was busy. I was busy talking to my overlords, and they told me that. To say that everything is awesome in Eurasia. <laughs> okay. Eurasia? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, why not? It was supposed to be in 1984. I probably screwed that up, right? I did. Oh, that was... Oh, man. What is I, the... I, I, mixed, I mixed 1984 up with a, an 80s rock band. Yes. <laughs> Eurasia. Eurasia. <laughs> Eurasia. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's I used to love great. Yeah, well, good. Uh, East, what was it? East, East uh, Eurasia, uh, right? Uh, I'm trying. East Eurasia. Westeros. 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 Yeah, there you go. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Anyway, uh, hi everybody. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Uh, happy Tuesday to you as Good well. Good Lord. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I trying to... I just want to say I had such a fun time on Friday's show. And if if uh, anybody missed a chance to listen to it, it was it was really fun. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. Oceania, Eurasia, East Asia, and Disputed Territory were the, um three uh, well the four territories there's a disputed territory but um okay. anyway yeah friday was a lot of fun thanks to jody hamilton and of course uh, miles and michelle um yes. <clears throat> that was a lot of fun and um let me see oh and I, i'm sorry i just uh, you just posted a link about world net daily and joseph Ferris porn stash Oh my God! So. I'm uh, Joe. Read it. I am out mm. halfway through it because I had to eat dinner. Oh, sweet baby Jesus! Yeah. They're well, they're evil. Not doing. There'll be a GoFundMe page for them. Just uh, contribute. No, no, it'll be for the mustache. No, <laughs> oh, auction Just it off because he's in he's in uh, some financial difficulty. Aw, that I couldn't have happened to a nicer wah, wah. nicer Nazi. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I want to, I, because he's, uh, World Net Daily's been around since, like, the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't Ann Coulter you used to publish under his publishing arm? Ooh, that I couldn't tell you. Uh, I know I that want to be under his arm to begin with. Yeah, his his right armpit mm. where it yeah. smelled and there was fungus, but Harry. I don't know about Ann Coulter, but I know uh, there are a lot of right wing uh, writers under their uh, publishing. Yeah, I I learned they had a, that... they had a Christian publishing company. I, I learned that Devin Nunes was one of them. Oh, and don't forget old <laughs> yes. Philly Philly Schlafly. Oh, yes, Philly Schlafly. She's still dead, right? Yeah. We uh, don't know. No, she's <laughs> still she consumes oxygen. According, according to Barr's summary, she she may not be. Oh, she also might not be exonerated either. She's not. She, death did not. Ex- she may be exonerated from death. Death does not become her. Well, she died in September 2016. So. Um, oh, she really did. Oh yeah, oh, she yeah. like she was. She she was 92. Oh, okay, I missed yeah. that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I, I think remember. I was confused. No, I was confusing her with Peggy Noonan. Hmm. Oh, she's definitely dead. She's only pickled. <laughs> so yeah, they. Um, uh, I think Joseph Farah used to write for them too. But you know. <clears throat> I love that. I, I'm, I'm just skimming it, and he's like, "We're struggling to survive." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wah, wah. I oversaturation of fake right wing media is hurting other fake right wing media outlets. That is such a shame. Who would have ever predicted? You know, they're actually stepping on each other. Well, just think, six years, seven years from now, that'll be Breitbart. You'll have, That's you know. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my God, <clears throat> I love you so much, my brother Kenny. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's cyclical. I mean, it's, you know, look at the blaze. What a joke that is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're like, well, we merged with this other shitty right-wing outlet, and we're all the blaze now, and we fired some people, and then. And we're smaller we, than ever. <laughs> and then we did something, and we're still out here. Hey. Hey, we're over here. Hey. Hey, we're the Blaze. Guys. <laughs> Guys. Hi. Guys. Hi. I'm so Hey, it's me, Glenn Beck. I'm sorry I said mean things about Trump. I totally Hi. love him now. Got a hat. Uh, I got a hat. I got a red I hat. Got a, I got a mega hat. I'm a maggot now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, I love the faraway voice effect. It's so easy to do. Um... I don't even need my fancy buttons for it, but uh, but yeah, this is. I'm glad you you posted that article. This is this is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it in the chat room, but seriously, people, read it after the show. Well, let, let's. Re- let, I'm gonna read a little bit of it of read, it now. Don't read World Net Daily. Don't read. No, yes. definitely don't. This is over at the Washington Post. They, they, let, let, let me read a little bit. Uh, uh, inside the spectacular fall of the granddaddy of right-wing conspiracy sites. What a great uh, illustration by Peter Strain for that, from that, too. And this Isn't is, uh, it? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, by yeah, uh, doesn't it remind Manuel... you of Ralph? Um, it reminded me of Ralph. Mm. I can't remember his last name. The guy who Malf? did the stuff for... Um... I don't know. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't know. All right. We won't get but into it's, our uh, talk. it's written by Manuel... Uh, Roy uh, Franzia? I don't know how to say it. Roy Franzia. Manuel Roy Franzia. 
There we go. In a fever, in the feverish heyday of the birther movement, conspiracy-hungry readers swarmed to a website called WorldNet Daily for the latest on the specious yet viral theory that President Barack Obama was not born in the United States. The site's founder, Joseph Farah, a former newspaper man with a dense jet-black mustache, that's Grecian formula, my friends, and a cloak-and-dagger mystique, boasted in 20, 2010 that he was well on his way to generating 10, uh, 10 million uh, a year in revenue, $10 million a year in revenue. His Northern Virginia headquarters news, news site, known uh, by the acronym WND, was having its moment by stoking rumors about Obama. But Farah, a conservative internet pioneer who'd once been labeled by the Clinton White House as part of the right-wing media conspiracy and was known to sport a pistol on his hip in the office, saw bigger things. Years earlier, he'd launched one of the first large-scale digital news-gathering operations. Now he wanted to be a player in a Christian, in Christian-themed movies and book publishing. Oh, man, that's always so lucrative. that's always so lucrative christian themed movies i cannot count the amount of those i've seen in half price books for 50 cents um (laughs) straight to straight to to dvd and (laughs) then directly into a dumpster uh and uh yeah and churning out titles by big name conservatives such as anti-feminist phyllis schlafly and future house intelligence committee chairman devin nunez Oh, you remember his, don't you? When nope. was Devin Nunes ever a big name conservative? Mm, he was yeah. a great writer. He he wrote the the, the grapes of of what? The grapes <laughs> of Devin Nunes' cow. The, the, the cows gra- of rats. Oh, so. the grapes the grapes of the grapes of debt debt. The, he wrote. <laughs> That's not my mom. Um, <laughs> a decade later, uh, oh, he was building an empire. A decade later, the realm is being sucked into a tornado of unpaid bills, pink-slipped employees, chaotic accounting, accounting, declining revenue, and diminished readership. According to the interviews with more than 25 former employees, shareholders, company insiders, and authors associated with the firm's flailing publishing units, as well as a review of hundreds of internal documents, including emails and financial statements obtained by the Washington Post. Even though Farah claimed... Somebody somebody gave them that. Oh, yeah. They, somebody was owed money. Obtained via a FOIA request. Yeah, and somebody was owed money, and they were just like, oh, yeah, sure, here you go. Um, yeah. Even though Farah claimed WND columns in, in WND columns and emails to supporters last year uh, to receive hundreds of thousands in donations, he, he claimed to rece- that he received a bunch of donations, including tax-deductible contributions. Uh, some former employees and contractors have been laid off or had their deals canceled without being paid for money they were owed. Many authors who signed on with the website's publishing arm included former Republican Senator Tom Coburn of Oklahoma (laughs) are fuming about not receiving royalties owed to them. Aww. Did the grifters get grifted by another grifter? Did a grifter forward to that ten bucks a year, don't you? Did a did a did a grifter (laughs) get grifted by another grifter? I thought Coburn probably retired thinking he was going to make a lot of money through oh, yeah. through this company. Yeah, but uh, my question is though, did a grifter get grifted by another grifter? Is that what oh, happened well, here? That it always happens. happens. Yeah, it Coburn. Happens. Uh, Coburn recalled in an interview that he had a very frank and disturbing conversation last year with Farah about unpaid royalties for his 2017 book, "Smashing the DC Monopoly." I accused him of not being honest, Coburn said. He didn't keep his commitments. He doesn't keep his word. 
I'm wagging my finger in oh. at the. I'm, I'm wagging my finger. Oh my goodness, that's uh, oh, heavens, let's, now, let's 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 face it. How, what amount of royalties do you think he had coming from a book called "Smashing the DC Monopoly" by Tom Colburn? Well, in Monopoly oh. money, probably a five hundred dollars. <laughs> and in Baltic, I, I have when any. I when I read that part, honestly, all I could think of was. Who is your um, your literary literary agent, Mr. Colburn? Well, and uh, where's the contract? Because seriously, one would well, assume you would have to be actually literary to have an agent. <laughs> that's a, you know, uh, I, I know, yeah. I know. You're right. You're right uh, about that. So this they, is they, where they need literacy. Dude. They need they need literacy agents uh, on their. I right. mean, it was at this point. It was at this point of the article when I thought. They don't have agents. They don't no. have somebody to look over the contracts. They just want to write, yeah. write, they, yeah, bullshit without yeah. an uh, without a legitimate agent. Because really, if you think about this, the way I'm thinking about this, I, I'm sort of wondering what agent would be like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I, I totally want to represent you. <clears throat> Because yeah. that'll give me legitimacy in the entire literary well, world. Well, a lot of these guys, what they want to do is they probably don't hire agents. They work with mm -hmm. people in what they think is good faith, thinking, okay, I'll write this. You yes. already know the ins and outs. You, I'll write this for you. I'll, I'll have somebody exactly. proof it. I'll have somebody edit it. And you just put it out there and make me money, 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 money. And that exactly. didn't happen. Well, and that didn't happen because they don't want to pay an agent. You know. There's not a lot of money in books to begin with, unless sure. you're like a major, major writer, you know, with major mm -hmm. success. Uh, there's not a lot of money in these book sales. Yeah, uh, take it from me. I from Bob's book. I mean, I could I could tell you we we published. We did we didn't have an agent. We mm -hmm. dealt with a publisher who did this niche type of Hollywood book. Right, and. The good part of them was is that it wasn't a self-published book. They they fronted all the money, but um, they have a niche audience, and yeah. you know that going in. But there's not a lot of money, no, involved. You know, you you do it for the love of either writing or the love of you know telling the story you want to tell, or the fear of the black guy that used to be in the White House. Yeah, like these. Or, or that, or that. Yeah. But no, to Joe's point, he's he's on point about that. I mean, and that's why I was kind of being sort of smartassy about it. They don't have yeah. an agent. They don't. No. They really thought, oh, here's my niche audience. Yeah, and we did. Well, we you know just just to throw something else in there, we did work with. There was a writer who was a New York Times bestseller who was interested in writing Bob's book. We didn't, but we didn't want to do it because. Because of her agent and yeah. the demands she was putting on, on on Bob, you know, so, you know, these things are very complicated. And um, like I said, there's not a lot of money. And when there is a lot of money involved, there's a lot of legal entanglement. Well, here, I think this is getting to what we're talking about here, this next uh, part of the <clears throat> part of the article. It says other authors initially attracted to WND by the image Farrah crafted for himself as a devout evangelical Christian. Fake. 
have groused uh-huh. have groused that they paid WND's pay to publish division thousands of dollars to have their books uh, printed, but haven't received mm-hmm. the royalties they were promised or other items such as audio versions of their works. Their complaints, requests for basic accounting statements, and pleas for help were largely ignored, according to the emails and interviews with more than a dozen authors. Oh, well, there's your more than free a dozen. market, baby. Uh, reached by phone last week, Farah's wife, Elizabeth, the site's co-founder with her husband, declined to discuss the accusations in detail, but added, The angst of a former employee does not impress me as to the legitimacy of complaints. <laughs> it's a he said, she said, Elizabeth Farah said. Uh, less than two hours after she was contacted by the Washington Post, WorldNet Daily posted a story saying Joseph Farah had recently suffered a serious, previously undisclosed stroke. So, oh, now Siri, I said something and Siri thinks I was talking to her. Here's what I thought <laughs> for his previously on the clock stroke. <laughs> um, Siri. I said serious, not Siri. So, oh, I See? did it again. Um, and uh, one uh, once a niche juggernaut with a devoted following and dozens of employees, WND has undergone a dramatic transformation. The, the site has left behind its upscale offices in Chantilly, Virginia. Chantilly Lace. Um, and now operates uh, remotely via a small group of staffers scattered around the country in trailer parks. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Farrow wrote in a WND column in January that most of his staff is gone. We're struggling to survive, he wrote. For months, Farrow has blamed uh, his site's troubles on a supposed cabal of powerful technology companies that he believes are suppressing traffic to WND and other conservative sites. Oh my god, it's shadow banning. Shadow banning, yeah. (laughs) The deep state. The deep state. If people truly loved your fucking site, they would have bookmarked it and they would have keep coming back if it had anything newsworthy. He recently wrote that his company had lost 80% of its revenue since 2017 and has stopped publishing new books and making movies. Oh, they actually ended up... They did make movies. Gee, that's a shame. I bet uh, what Kevin Sorbo's probably upset he can't get another gig. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's in all the bad Christian movies, everybody. Uh, there's never been a force like uh, the combined power of Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Amazon, and Apple in the world before. At least not since the Tower of Babel. <laughs> Farrell wrote in a column earlier this year, I'm talking about real collusion and having nothing to do with Russia. Uh, and it, but it says parenthetically, Amazon chief executive Jeffrey P. Bezos owns the Washington Post. Uh, but interviews and documents show an organization that existed in almost constant crisis mode, chronically late in paying employees and vendors, and wrestling with internal allegations about uh, questionable spending by its founders and claims they were withholding information from the company's board and using company funds to support a comfortable lifestyle in the Washington suburbs. Where did the hundreds of thousands of, uh, 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 of dollars raised by WND in 2018 from readers and other donors go, said Felicia uh, Dionosio, a longtime WND news writer and editor who ran the books division before being laid off last year. It didn't go towards author royalties. It didn't go towards rehiring um, 
any of the many lo- loyal employees who were laid off. It didn't go towards providing accurate and timely paychecks, and it didn't go towards making those who suffered due to the cutbacks at WND whole. So there's a lot more. There's a lot more to this article, but I'll, I'll leave that I, to I'd everybody else. I'd like to else. know where the accountant is in this article. <laughs> it's, he moved to... Uh a remote area in uh... yes yes <laughs> i mean I, i'm not knocking the article but I, there i just to the point where we are now i have so many more questions than answers yeah there's a like lot i want i want dave farenthold to get on this dave dave farenthold yeah. who's also with the washington post is one who uncovered like all of trump's money issues and all that stuff i want him to take this story because i want to know where the right-wing money goes it goes to a 250 acre ranch <laughs> in southern oregon oh listen to this as, but you know what yeah. I'm known as the imaginary state of jefferson <laughs> well here listen listen I'll, I'll i'll read one more one more little section of this um before passing it over to everybody to, to show where some of the money's going this section is called founding the compound in the pre-internet era, Joseph Farrow was a mainstream newsman serving as an executive news director out of the Los Angeles Herald-Examiner, a major daily that competed with the much larger Los Angeles Times before shuttering in 1989. Later, as editor of the conservative Sacramento Union, he irked some staffers by taking appointedly anti-abortion stands. He made headlines by defending a decision by the paper's publisher to ban advertisements for <laughs> movies rated NC-17. NC-17 <laughs> movies are nothing more than X-rated films with a polite new name. They are not! No. Uh, Farrah told United Press International in 1999. Farrah's tenure at the union was less than two years. Uh, unmoored uh, from the executive suite, he had a fallback. He wrote punchy columns, a chain-smoking dynamo whose colleagues marveled at how fast he could spin out prose. Farrell was known for his uh, promotion of uh, the theory that Deputy White House can- Counsel Vincent Foster might have been the victim of foul play rather than suicide. He founded a nonprofit, uh, yeah, on Mars. Um, uh, he founded a nonprofit called the Western Journalism Center, then a for-profit venture, WorldNet Daily. Farrah's new outfit seemed um, to some investors like a potentially money-making internet play. At the time when traditional news operations were struggling to grasp the power of the internet, Farrah was all, all ahead of almost everyone, carving a path occupied by few others beyond Matt Drudge. Farrah in, That's uh, when I learned about WorldNet Daily. Yeah. Matt Drudge used to mm-hmm. link to him constantly yeah. back Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Um, when I used to care about Matt Drudge, um, but yeah, I, and, and you know, and he did some halfway decent work back in the day. Um, but then you know, um, I when he started freaking out and he became obsessed with Schwarzenegger and his like yeah. extramarital affair way, and way everything. Back in the day, Matt Drudge was a really good news aggregator. Yeah, that site hasn't changed in thirty years. Yeah. Oh yeah, neither but, is the eight, the eight coding on it. <laughs> Right, um, right. But, uh, but, but it, anyway. says, it says Farrah now in his mid-60s and his wife took an unusual route to cyber success. They lease a 250-acre ranch in a stretch of southern Oregon known as the imaginary state of Jefferson. 
according to Farah's book, Stop the Presses. They invited staffers to move there with them and called their ranch uh, with ca- with its cabins converted into offices, the compound. The Farahs lived across the road in a log cabin. Doesn't sound too culty. Farah uh, was the face of the site. In 2000, he beat the world uh, to the story of Jane Fonda becoming a born-again Christian. Uh, he since described Fonda as a whacked-out traitor for her anti-Vietnam anti- War, uh, War activism. Uh, he wrote in his book... Yeah, it really is. He wrote in his book that he'd served as a bodyguard for Fonda during a peace campaign tour in 1972. In those days, uh, he too was a Vietnam protester. So I guess he's a whacked-out traitor. See, um, that's, that's where I would like to see some... Yeah. Um, more information in this article. Yeah, a few years I'll, I'll after be the. With you. Yeah, it's a, and then the last sentence is a few years after the Oregon move, the Ferris decided to relocate to the Washington area. It was a place he called the belly of the beast. So anyway, there's there's a lot more to this article, uh, but I was I was curious about the compound. I saw that and I was like, oh, I got to look at this. And then when Joe said the imaginary state of Jefferson, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's where he lives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's lived so. in an imaginary state all his life. Really. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's that's interesting stuff. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I just popped up Facebook, and I follow. You're, like, at the top of my feed. You guys are at the top of my feed for your posts, like you guys and Dad and a few other people. So I, that popped right up, and I'm like, okay. I, I just want to mention that... Um, Jerome Corsi yeah. wrote for World Net Daily. He did. He did. I remember that. Of course. Vividly. And, you know. Of course, I he mean, was part of the Swift Boat operation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think started with World Net Daily back. I don't know. It just seems like World Net Daily has always been, like, right there under the swamp. Well, if I'm and, not mistaken, Joseph Farrell was basically the guy who. Who kind of made Rush Limbaugh too? I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> I wouldn't um, be surprised. It, it, this is something we should look into and take a deeper dive in the coming weeks. Oh, I love it! I love it. You know, I, I love watching the demise of. Uh, uh, but it says it, it's yeah. It says <laughs> among other things, fair. This is from his Wikipedia. Among other things, fair convinced Rush Limbaugh to write a daily column, which ran on. Uh, Wait a second. Wait a minute. Now there's something there. There's something I remember that where he he actually uh, he worked with. Yeah, I don't know. He worked with Limbaugh. I think he might have co um, co-authored books with him or, or ghost-written for him or something. Who knows? But um, there's something about Joseph Fair. There's a deep connection with him, and uh, um, I think they're they're. Uh prescribing doctor yeah <laughs> there you go uh but anyway no fascinating stuff i'm looking forward to their their ultimate collapse i mean i'm sorry if he actually did have a stroke but that kind of sounded a little hinky to me you know it's like oh all of a sudden people are saying bad things about me but do you better stop right now because he just had a stroke knock it off well, and he could, awfully he could convenient he could sue because now he can Get a fake lawsuit going against the Washington Post for calling him and causing his stroke. Oh, oh, yeah, that should go well. Well, yeah. you know, he could maybe he could join Devin Nunes, cowplop. 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe but the here, here's can, the you know, thing. I mean, I, I got a per. Well, again, hold on, hold on. I got a this, perfect attorney for him if he wants a wants a uh, lawyer for this lawsuit. My name is Larry Klein. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's course he's lawyer too. All right, Rain. Last word on this before we go to break. Again, I I do want to do more research into this and maybe talk about it in the future. This article I think is the start of something. I'd like to see how because I know. I know um, we we all remember Free Republic, right? Yeah, the Freepers. Yeah, the Freepers. They are still hobbling along. Um, Same with Red State. Was a huh? Red State too. Yeah, Red Red State's a little more sophisticated than them, but the Freepers are still there, and I think that Jerome Corsi had something to do with. This article to me is really interesting because it goes back. This one goes back decades. To the beginning of of this really ultimate right wing conspiracy, um, money making machine, for lack of a better way to put it, mm-hmm. like he he built his his fortunes on conspiracy, not on truth, and people joined in. Tom Colburn, Devin Nunes, Jerome Corsi. And I'm sure there's way more people. They all were like, yeah, I can make money off of just, I'm going to tell you what I think. It might not be based in truth, but I'm going to write it. And he published it, and he made movies, Mm -hmm. and he wrote columns. Yes. I want to see this entire right-wing industrial complex die on the vine. Yeah. Well, Red State, you're right. Red State was a little more reasonable, but they fired a shitload of people last year. They they they're they're, they're ra- you know holding their uh, you know fingers up out of the water you know uh, <laughs> counting down. That's what uh, I'm saying. I mean, we talk about the military industrial complex. Yeah. I'm talking about the right wing conspiratorial oh, yeah. industrial complex. I, I want agree. it to die. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I mean, there, there's been some severe blows dealt to it, um, and it's all of their own doing. It's all of their own doing. They can blame Google, they can blame Apple, they can blame Amazon, they can blame whoever the fuck they want, but if you are not providing, if you're just a glut on what's already out there and what already exists and you're not, you know, and you're not the head cheerleader like Breitbart is for, for you know, shit-stained Donald... Um, then you know you're gonna fall by the wayside because people are just gonna be dedicated to one side or another. I mean, I have a very small. I have one website that I visit religiously, and that's Mediaite because it actually is a very good video and audio news aggregator. I very rarely have to go very far for when I'm get putting audio together for the show. You know, unless I go to YouTube and then I'll I'll go to MSNBC, CNN, Fox if I absolutely have to. Um, you know, uh, but you know, you don't have to look far. You know, I use C-SPAN a lot for audio if it's you know, but you know, uh, I mean, there are not. I don't use sites that are full. You know, hardcore left. I don't go to Daily Kos. I don't go to. You know, I don't. Huffington Post really isn't much of anything anymore to me. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't go to Media Matters for America that much anymore. I don't even go to Right Wing Watch anymore. I want news aggregation where I can find 
a good balance of stuff because that's what seems like you guys and all enjoy. So, and, um, you know, and honestly, I don't need that much audio, but you know, I just want to see what the big news stories are and, and run with it. So anyway, uh, yeah, Joseph era, blame yourself. Uh, take it from, <laughs> uh, Herb Kane. Blame yourself. You- Anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and go to the break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into a little bit of that audio that I got for everybody, and we'll have some more fun here on Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. Thank you. 
I could kiss you in the mouth. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow! Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. And uh, also uh, the imaginary state of Jefferson. (laughs) 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 And uh, also joining me from the imaginary state of Jefferson. (laughs) Where is the real state of Jefferson? Um, Nowhere. Okay. Isn't that what they want to call, like, Northern California? They want to sec D and uh, call it Jefferson or something like that? I I, I didn't know that. I think that's what the the plan was. Wasn't that... uh, isn't that what they wanted to yeah. call the the 51st state if they if they split uh, California in half, Joe? Was Jefferson? Yeah, that's not happening. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. So, anyway. Sorry. But anyway, Joe Sandhorst of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, not the imaginary state of Jefferson. Welcome back. No, I mean the imaginary Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, <clears throat> uh, yes. William Penn, Quaker Oats. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, welcome back, uh, and yeah, I think this is a fascinating thing with the, the, the tanking of, 
uh, a lot of right wing media because again, it's it it really you know I mean and think of it not just on the the micro you know portion of the spectrum here with you know World Net Daily. Um, somebody mentioned uh, who was that? They were wondering how um, uh, what what's it called? Newsbusters. That fake bullshit. Yeah, they br- news breakers. They destroy news because it's so fake. But somebody mentioned that. Um, I'm looking to see if I can find the comment, but I can't find it. Well, you know, um, but oh yeah, yeah, Newsmax, Newsmax. That's the one. It, uh, Living in Long Island says Newsmax. the Trump cult is also uh, it, it has is so taken over. Uh, I wonder how Newsmax is doing since they're all in for Trump and they have a channel that pays TV providers to carry it. Well, yeah, so I was thinking Newsbusters, but yeah, Newsbusters, Newsmax, True News, Truh News. I mean, all these places have got to be floundering, you know, with the you know with with the the success of Breitbart and Fox News and now Fox Nation. Tell me, Fox Nation isn't going to take. You know, with all the the crazies that they hired for that, like Tommy Laren and whatnot. You know, tell me that hiring yeah, all me, those crazies. Tell me is, it's not even that's not even regular Fox News. That's the Fox. That's News the web. That pay for. Yeah, that's the, fo- the Yeah, that's the the paid web bullshit. Um, so yeah. you know, and Bill O'Reilly, you know, he's gone. And you know, I never thought I'd see the day where Bill O'Reilly was ousted from Fox News and struggling to just make his podcast work. Nobody cares. Once you're off Fox News, nobody fucking cares about you. You know, nobody it's, cares it's about Pamela Geller because she's not on Fox anymore. You Nobody cares about Sarah Palin anymore. Sarah Palin did an interview with a fucking British oh, TV that. outlet the other day, moaning that she wasn't invited to the, the uh, McCain funeral. McCain. You know. Yes. It hurt my feelings. Yeah, fuck your feelings. Suck it up, cupcake. Snowflake. They're afraid that our brood would show up drunk. Huh. <laughs> yeah, we see we see how you guys react to uh, uh, social get-togethers. Suck it up, <laughs> yeah. cupcake. You know, huh? you know. What what I do find interesting, and this is probably a non sequitur, and it might not have anything to do with what we're talking about, is you know there was there was an, um, uh, the Weekly Standard, the Weekly Standard. Mm-hmm. I did not agree with it, but it was a conservative, a, it wasn't a right wing, like a loony right wing outlet. Maybe in the past few years it was, but I, I never really read it. But it was a conservative publication. And that got shut down. Oh, oh well, Theo has a clarification for me. Thanks for this, Theo. Uh, Theo says uh, there was a state of Jefferson which secessionists were promoting in the 19th <sighs> century here in the Northwest. Based on that oh. mythology, two nice blokes and a loser formed a flying group and called it the Jefferson Air Force, consisting of uh, uh, AT6s uh, such as I flew a long time ago. Does that, does it, so is, does Jefferson Airplane have anything to do with that? Is that how they got their name? So, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm wondering. That's fascinating. Thank you for that, Theo. Yeah. So I knew there was something about it. So, but I think they just became airplane. I think some conservatives brought back that idea when Obama was in office, when he was first in office. I think there were people clamoring to, to, you know, whoa, just you know, we'll take Northern California and we'll be Jefferson. You know, I think that they were trying to bring that back. 
So, or maybe it was a different name. I don't remember. Um, or maybe it was Eurasia. They wanted to call it. <laughs> um, they wanted to call it Westeros. 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 Yeah. Oh. No. Um, but I mean, we we. I mean, there's a there's a real downfall in a lot of. I mean, you only have. A, I mean, Michael Savage. Michael Savage was out there constantly everywhere he was everywhere he he's you know tank mark levin i think ended up beating the snot out of him uh and taking over or maybe it was i don't know i don't know who competes in what what time slots anymore i don't fucking care i know i think glenn beck is like the nine to noon you know um and limba i think is noon to three um but uh, you know i, I mean, don't mostly uh, they've been relevated to um relevated is that the right word i hope Rele- relegated, sorry, relegated to AM radio. Yeah. AM right wing talk. Yeah. And online. And and when they get canceled, they whine about you know Amazon, Google, Facebook, Apple. Yeah. But there's there's a really good chance that it's because they're not making money, and even like going back to this Farah article from Waypo. They were making money. Mm-hmm. They just were not managing the money. Yeah, at well, all. there was it, no exactly. regulation of where things were being spent. They invested so heavily in the Obama conspiracy theories too that by the time it rolled around to become their turn with Fat Donnie squatting his big shardy butthole in the White House, um, they they were so yeah. I- I- invested in that. That they couldn't break away, and it's like I I know the Trump cult appreciates cheerleading, uh, way more over grousing. Yeah, they like you know spiking the football, uh, you know, you know they they love screeching libtards, but you know going on three years into to him in the White House, you you gotta you you gotta change things up because it's it's you know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Fox News is doing it right, and they still Here's have detractors the on Fox News. They have, you know, uh, a, a, a fair amount of journalism going on at Fox News here and there. I, I'm, I'm I, sorry, not a fair amount, an amount. <laughs> I, I have a strong feeling, and when I say a strong feeling, it's a thought that just popped into my head. So, so I could be wrong, but it seems to me that once Trump took office. Hillary lost, and these like, like, you know, WorldNet Daily and and Newsmax and and all these other. Mm-hmm. I hate to say the super extreme right wing because I feel like Fox News is extreme. Oh yeah, it's all the extreme right. Yeah, they don't have the Clinton or the Obama boogeyman anymore. Yeah, they don't so- have it. You and can, they're trying their damn best to make AOC the boogeyman. Oh yeah, and, and and that's the thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. You can only, you can only spread yourself so thin over so many platforms when you don't. I mean, when it comes have. to Clinton, they had 30 years of Clinton. Yeah, I mean, Even, you know, because most people who are into pedestrian politics, what are they going to do? They're they're going to be like. Okay, you show me the big bad scary person, I will pay attention. You start, you know, griping and you know, uh, moaning about, uh, you know, whinging. If you start whinging about, you know, AOC or Adam Schiff or 
uh, you know, uh, that's uh, the uh, other boogeyman lately. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, or or Nancy Pelosi even. If it's not somebody who is out there on the TV constantly, like you know, like Obama or Hillary Clinton or you know, uh, Bernie Sanders or whoever, any any of the big superstars, nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I got to say, I, mean, I, I want to. 30 years of the Clintons. Yeah. And they were white. They had mm-hmm. 10 years of the Obamas who were black, which, you know, that's like just feeding on it. Yeah. 10 years in black life is equal to 30 years of the Clintons. But yeah, I, but I think that they, they essentially have spread themselves so thin. Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. But yeah, for uh, I think to me, what I'm seeing is. These conservative, uh, you know, people who who marginally align themselves as with being conservatives. I mean, they're not because of the way, you know, they live their lives and you know, uh, all the the you know, not very non-Christian things they do, which are very secular. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that th- they're doing bad things. I'm just saying, you know, this is a secular society, like it or not. And if you participate in it, it goes contrary to what you're saying. You know, I know there's people out there like Ann Coulter who will try and justify that, oh, well, everything, you know, this Christian capitalist, you know, that that's what allows us to have strip clubs and jet skis or whatever, you know. But, I mean, it's really it's really just like uh, they're, they're just contradicting themselves on all levels when it comes to the overindulgence and in, in still claiming to be Christians. It's, it's nonsense to me. But anyway, um, but what, what they're doing is they're taking, you know, the, they're, they're alienating the people who don't do the deep dive. You know, there's people who just want to know, who do I get, scream about at a teabagger rally? And what, what can I say that they're doing to me that they're really not like, you know, um, you know, they're, they're going to put chips in our bodies and make us go to government run, you know, grocery stores. I literally interviewed a woman who said that, uh, at a tea party rally, they just want to know, you know, who's the scary, who's the boogeyman and what can I scream the loudest and what kind of lies can you tell me that are going to really get my, you know, get me rattled. You know, but when you don't have that big boogie person, um, you you spread your message really thin, and that and and basically what people are looking for now is the biggest cheerleader, and that's why places like Fox and Breitbart are winning, and Fox is probably leagues above where Breitbart is if you look at you know online presence and whatnot. So it doesn't have anything to do with Google. It, you know, it's what people are interested in. If you are, if you're promoting news that people are interested in, then, um, I'd never see a fucking thing about the Kardashians. You know, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, no, I said that kind of wrong. Uh, but if if there was news, if there was real news that real that the people were truly interested in in this era of Trump, it would be in the top searches out there. Because it's not, you know, Google doesn't say, you will read this. No. I mean, TV, it's not like Nielsen ratings makes up what the biggest hot new reality show is. You know? I mean, it's... That's true. People are just going after what, you know, what they want. People, you know, most, like, again, pedestrian politicians or, or, or the, what do you call it? The, or, you know, retail politics, whatever. You know, or just drive-by. We'll call them drive-by Trumpsters. Uh, since that's what Trump likes to call the drive-by, drive-by media, my friend. Um, you know, they, they, they're just, they're like, okay, Trump's there. I don't care. 
what what's this my favorite dumb redneck doing on you know uh possum hunting usa you know i mean <laughs> you know what's what's a you know who's who's on country idol tonight you know uh, that's what they care about is honey boo boo still on i think honey boo boo had a child oh god i'm old um, no, so. I don't know. I just made that up. Okay. That's fake news. That is fake news. I have, I do not have facts. <laughs> but anyway, what, Joe, what do you, what do you think? And I'm sorry, we didn't get to any of the audio, but this is a fascinating topic to me, Joe. I mean, it, mm-hmm. do, do you think, do you think I'm onto something with how they're spreading themselves and, and the reaction from the, from the mainstream news consumers? No, I think there's always a danger that, uh, a genre like a news genre like that will tend to spread itself too thin. In other words, there'll be too many pretenders. Uh, like you have Sinclair now. Uh, oh yeah, spreading its wings. Um, so no, there's always the danger that there's going to be too much saturation. And um, I, I, I think that the, the success of Fox is that uh, it was there first. It's established. It has bright, shiny graphics, mm-hmm. which is, is a re- is really for all fucks like me. That's the big thing, you know. Big shiny graphics to look at. That got my there's attention. Pretty, yeah, there's always there's always that that uh, uh, news alert. Alert. <laughs> Everything's yeah. and there's an alert. Um, and I think it, 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 thank God for Fox News. There you go. <laughs> and it, and it you know it reflects the general electorate. The most vocal the most vocal people are in the minority, mm-hmm. but they're loud. And most people that watch cable news are old fucks like me who and so they watch Fox, but they're a minority of I believe television watchers. But I think they're the most avid. Yeah. So Fox News is, you know, they're 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 successful. But there's so many of those to to go around. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's and, just... and the the avid the avid Fox News old fucks fat old fucks really aren't aren't really um, internet savvy mm-hmm. like people my age. So. Where you have to go for Newsmax and World Net Daily and 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 even even to float around looking for Sinclair somewhere um, on cable, uh, it's easy. Fox News, Fox News, Fox yeah. News. That's why these other other ones are just collapsing because they're depending on a younger younger group, and the younger group is leaning left. Well, I I think the majority is, but I I just got to tell you. I'm really worried about this new crop of neo-Nazis and incels, and I, yeah, a lot of millennials I, in I'm, that. In that, I'm I am very concerned about that. Well, the only thing is, you could identify them. They have buns on their head. Well, <laughs> um, that's true. That makes it easy to grab like those sure. toys to run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I mean I get your greater point. I'm still concerned about there. There is. I don't think it's a majority of the of the uh, population up and coming, but they're they're not all dying out. Well, you know that's never going to happen. I mean, you're always going to have 
have uh, evil people. I mean, it's just the nature of, of humanity. There's always going to be that element. Yeah, I'm just saying that in the in the American electorate, uh, the younger people are leaning more, at least socially, left. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want. Uh, I, I have a correction from Theo. Uh, when I, I asked if Jefferson Airplane was named after the Jefferson Air Force, uh, he says, "Nope, a Jefferson Airplane was a roach holder improvised from a split paper match." Nice. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That's innovative. Um, but uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, you don't want to burn your fingers, kids. Which was another another great group. Which one? Mothers of it. The mothers oh, of mothers it. of it. Mothers of uh, yes. invention. And then, of course, once the PMRC rolled around, he uh, uh, did an album called Frank Zappa Meets the Mothers of Prevention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was a very, very excellent album where he actually used uh, a bunch of the, uh, the 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 senators and that were all you know the sen- Senator Tankabell or whoever it was you know <laughs> uh, you know it's a, a pawn shop we got we got to do something about these pawn lyrics yeah, I call it pawn rock uh, but yeah um, there was a great album uh, Mothers of Prevention check that out see, if you can see that on YouTube everybody should watch it that was some like early sampling very early sampling of uh, of audio uh, done very well by Frank Zappa and his crew. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think this has been a fascinating conversation. This is definitely something I want to look into what, you know, see if I can find some kind of measurement on where some of these websites were and where they are now and, and kind of get a tally. Like you know, I mean, we have a pretty good sense of places like the Blaze. They had to merge with. I don't even remember what the the news outlet was that the Blaze had to merge with. Obviously, I'm Bla- going to say the Daily Caller, and that could be fake news. Well, no, Daily Caller is still alive and kicking. That's uh, the Tucker Carlson's white nationalist site. Um, yes. And um, who's, but who's Town Hall with Town Hall? Ooh, I don't know. Was Town Hall? Did they did they merge with the Blaze? I don't know. I don't know. It would be interesting to look at all these sites and see who they had to merge with or got bought into. It it really would be interesting to look into this in the coming shows. CRTV was who merged with The Blaze. And I think that's uh, Creepy Republican Television, I think is what that stood for. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And we should not forget going forward that there's the um, One America News Network. Oh, and that was, oh yeah, Owen. (laughs) Owen. We call Owen. Owen, dinner time. Owen, come in. Hot cocoa, and don't make me ground you again. (laughs) I made your hot dog soup, Owen. Time to come in. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have been saving hot dog water for a month for you. Uh, I don't know where that came from. That Owen likes hot dog soup. Yeah, but uh, it was yeah. Have you ever had hot dog soup? Oh, no, I just made it up. No. <laughs> so, okay. Because uh, you said it with a certain amount of authority, Ken. Hot dog soup, Owen. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. I was just, <laughs> just uh, the voice led me to this instantaneous character that, uh, you know, <laughs> their their uh, caretaker would make them hot dog soup by saving all the hot dog water from the different packages, you know. Oh, you know, that hot dog water that comes out makes a fine broth if you save it up. 
It uh, makes a fine broth, and then you put alphabet <laughs> pasta in it. But take out all the F's so you can't make the F word. And then you put ketchup in it. And then you put yeah. hot dogs. Did you know that Chef Boyardee uh, uh, left out the, the letter F from... He intentionally told people to leave the letter F out of uh, the his uh, uh, alphabet um, no. pasta? Yeah. No. Yeah, he, he just went to everybody and, he's like, and he just went to everybody and was like, get the F out! Uh, so... <laughs> oh, you oh, saw. Yeah. And it's April 2nd. It's not even April 1st. No, it, it was a joke, not an April Fool's. So, uh, but Maisie Williams did a pretty good one. We Maybe we'll talk about oh, that. She I don't did. know if you, Yeah, so... Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty intense, so... Uh, but anyway, uh, let's go to the break. Uh, oh, in rain, maybe we can talk Game of Thrones beer when we come back. Oh, great. I bought some Game of Thrones beer the other day and drank it on, uh, not all of it. I still have two bottles left. It's, it's pretty nice, though. Okay. But no, we won't, somebody's we won't talk about it. somebody's throat to get it? Uh, Littlefinger. Uh, so. Little and Owen, I had to slit his hot dogs for hot dog soup. Uh, you know, I watched, I watched, I watched Maisie Williams slit his throat about four hundred times. On <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's very so, satisfying. Uh, but wait, Lady Sansa, listen to me. No, no you're no. done. You're done. You're done. Sold her. You sold yeah, her to done. a rapist. You freak. Um, so Gilly, Gilly. All right. She was. We oh, got to Gilly. 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 Gilly is. is okay, Gilly's I awesome. Game of Thrones is not awesome. nice. You just named Gilly. A lot of power. She's a very a, a woman who came out I said from very adverse oh, circumstances, and yes. she's awesome. Anyway, I'm break. not going to watch Game of Thrones. I'm not. Bum, 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 one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the break. We'll be right back oh, more. More turn up the night. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now on with the show. Get out of my house! <laughs> Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Candy Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, uh, radio for humans. And uh, before we go any further, I want to uh, give you my favorite uh, Confucius uh, statement. That is, 
Are you guys ready for this? Rain, Joe, you ready for my fam- famous I'm, my I'm favorite ready. I'm Confucius? All right. Yes. Uh, man who goes through airport turnstiles backwards going to Bangkok. Oh. oh. <laughs> so you had Chinese for dinner tonight, huh? Uh, no, no. Uh, I did on Sunday. I, I did. But what, did you go backwards with Bangkok? <laughs> no. You got to go through the turnstiles first, uh, backwards. Huh. So anyway, welcome back to the show, uh, Joe Santoris, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, hi there. <laughs> Confucius also says that eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked into jet engines. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hi. I don't believe any of those were Confucius's quotes. Uh, no, maybe confused us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps so. No, I just heard, I was watching uh, th- this video, and uh, it was a it was a Q and A with a couple actors, and one of them said that, and I was like, "That's pretty funny." Man who goes through airport Oop. turnstiles backwards going to Bangkok. So, it's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, so and also also man who goes to bed with itchy butt wakes up with smelly finger. So. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh no no oh. <laughs> uh, that's just the. <laughs> that means he went to bed without underwear. <laughs> or well, you can, what you can't put high your cotton, hand underneath. High quality well, cotton underwear. They have waistbands, you know. They have. Okay. Um, Where are we going? They have no stink underwear. Was oh uh, <laughs> 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 that? Is- um. With trading posts or whatever that man uh, who goes to bed with itchy butt has worms. Oh, oh where do we go now? Oh, yeah. I had to play that since you said you said where are we going? By the way, by the way, I would like one of you to say the word you're not supposed to say in this house because I have an addition on on that. So man who goes to bed with itchy butt needs to keep a penis away from it. Uh, well, I don't know what that means, but... Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my house! So, <laughs> do you like that new addition? Get out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's about time it had, it, you know, the, the uh, you know, the angry lady, the not-in-this-house lady had a, an update. Get out of my house! So... Anyway. What movie is that from? That is from the girl with the pearl earring with um, um, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, about that, wow. That, yes. Yeah. Susan was watching it last oh. night. I was like, oh, I need that audio. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. What painter was that about again? Vermeer. Vermeer. So. Vermeer. There we go. Did I welcome both you guys the back? The entire genre of painting is one of my favorites, but I know this is Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick and not yeah. Art Talk. Yeah. Get out of my house! So, <laughs> so visceral. I was wow. like, damn, I love that. Well, so, get out. Uh, <laughs> oh, Livin wants to know about the... It, well, it, it really, it, it's not necessarily called for, but I Livin is kind of uh, uh, calling me out for the... the 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 dance remix uh here don't say penis 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 
scenario. <laughs> wow. You know where there's a lack of penises, I notice. Wait, oh wait. Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my house! What? What's that again? The lack of that one thing? Where? Yeah, um... A, lo- a lot of lost penises <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my house! Yeah. I- isn't it true? There are. There Varys, Varys, Theon. Varys, yeah. Varys and An Theon are really all I know. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Unsullied. Army. Yeah, the Unsullied. The unsullied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 8,000. Wow. So, yeah. You know. The and, unwi- and poor Theon. The Unwillied. Uh, Theon. Reek. Yeah. Reek. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's I, go I ahead just, and... I just want to say, since we mentioned Vermeer, Vermeer yeah. was just one of many... In a in a style of painting called genre painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that went Francie over like a, I I, so I thought you I. were I thought you were going to say like something else. I, game of, I said yep, and then I well, thought you genre had, painting also included some penises underneath some very fancy fabrics. Penis in this house. Get out of my house! Yeah, I'm telling you, when you come <laughs> to my party. I'll show you, you the book. All right. There are some bulbous boys. You know there's <laughs> penis under the satin. Oh, now. Don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house. All right. Let's go ahead and get it's to some audio. Talk. Let's get to uh, this. I, I've got I've got a, a Dan. What about Ab- Robert Norman Ross? Remember him? <clears throat> no. Was he part of the genre painting? He was the joy of painting on public television. Oh, yeah, Bob Ross. Oh, Bob Ross, Bob Ross. You know what? Happy little trees. He probably hid some penises in his trees. Oh, come on. Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my house! (laughs) He hid them in his hair. Sure. He hid a lot lot of stuff up there. To be quite honest with you, if we're going to go there, I'm telling you, his hair hid his penis. Oh my God! Seriously. Don't say penis oh. in this house. Get out of my house. All right, we're moving on to Dan Abrams' audio and leaving that word all behind. All right. Okay. So, all right, Dan Abrams has one of, some of the most opt and Dan Social Dan Ab- Dan Abrams. Um, as many of you know, he's an ABC News political commentator. He's also the founder of Mediaite and Law News. Um, uh, or no, it's now it's called Law and Crime. I think is what it's called. Uh, but he's a you know uh, he's a, a legal uh, analyst for ABC News has his own the Dan Abrams show on Sirius XM and he's he's not he's not a full on lefty he's a law guy he's an absolute one hundred percent law guy he I remember said, his show on MSNBC yeah he said things in the past that I've completely disagreed with um, yeah. And mm-hmm. things that he's been right about in the past that I didn't think he would be, and he was. Uh, that, but more recently, he's been correct about things with Manafort, things with Cohen, and um, uh, with uh, the the complete, you know, with with the the football spiking going on with Trump and his cult over the, you know, no obstruction, no obstruction, no obstruction. You know, well, Dan Abrams has probably the most logical explanation as to why Mueller did not uh, put uh, you know recommendations for uh, for charges 
against Trump over obstruction. And um, he said, this is his prediction and hold him to it. He's saying, hold my feet to the fire on this one. We'll see. Uh, but uh, th- this is this is him about um, the uh, Bob Barr, um, you know, his little letter on, on the on the Mueller report. He says, I do not believe it would be in the public's interest for me to attempt to summarize the full report. OK, that's fair. I'm willing to wait. But here's and I want, I want I'd love to get your thoughts on this before I go to the president's tweets. Here's what I think. And I will be held accountable for this prediction. I think the Mueller report on obstruction is going to be far worse than the public, even the president, expects. I believe that the Mueller report will lay out a lot of reasons why Mueller believes the president obstructed justice. Some of them we don't know about, because even in Barr's letter, he refers to the fact that many of the actions took place in public view, which means some of them did not. And I am convinced... That Mueller will have said that he did not reach a conclusion on indictment because a sitting president can't be indicted. That's not only not an exoneration. If I'm right, that would be the president, according to the Mueller report, getting very close to or crossing the line into obstruction of justice. So I think you're going to see a lot of reasons which are damning to the president. Again, this isn't my hope or this is just what i think the Mueller report's going to say i think it's going to have a lot of things damning to the president about efforts to obstruct the investigation and i think he's going to say that in the end because a sitting president cannot be indicted there was no reason for him to draw the conclusion that it was an indictable offense that would be really bad for the president and i would argue that it might even be worse that it comes out separately than when the attorney general summarized the Mueller report. Why? Because the big story out of the bar summary was no collusion, ambiguity on obstruction, but no conspiracy charge. If they had released both of those together, it would have been no conspiracy. But yeah, there were some obstruction issues, which they would have argued is secondary. Now, instead, the president has gone public and said, I was exonerated. No obstruction of justice. And if this report now belies that, that's going to be a big story and arguably worse for the president. Mark my words, damning evidence of obstruction and Mueller will have specifically referred to the fact that sitting president can't be indicted. And that was the reason he didn't draw a conclusion. I said this the moment we got the bar summary and I'm saying it now. All right. We'll give him an uh, amen. for. I hope you're right. Yeah. I'm well, doing a little Nancy Pelosi clap. It's not. It's Me not. Uh, he he wasn't alone in that theory, mm-hmm. because last night, um, the idea was floated on um, you know, one of the shows I watched. If, if it was Rachel Maddow, but the idea was floated that the whole strategy behind that bar memo was to get out front, get out in front of the bad news. Yeah, and get a head start on icing the narrative. In other words, getting it in stone. The narrative is there's nothing in there done. Everybody go away, nothing to see here. So even when, but the Democrats pushing back on that quickly, and why they want this subpoena tomorrow 
yes. is because they know that the the longer this go th- that this narrative is sold, the longer you tell the lie, the more the lie becomes the truth. Yeah, and it is a lie. And and the more gap there is between the actual report, which is probably bad for him, and this summary, which was nothing more than a propaganda document, mm-hmm. a talking point for the White House. The more time in between, the better it is for him to set the narrative. Now, one person did point out, though, that as most defense attorneys will do, if you notice in that four-page memo, he did put some bad news. Mm -hmm. Why? Not exonerated. Not exonerated. Why did he do that? Because... Every defense attorney would tell you that if there is going to be something bad about a witness or something bad that's going to come out at trial, the defense attorney tries to bring it out first. So if you had Cohen on the stand, you would say to Cohen, the first thing you would say when you put him on the stand is, you were convicted of lying to Congress, weren't you? And you're serving three years for being a liar, right? Okay, you get that out. Yeah. And you get it out front. So you burn it up before the prosecution can. Yep. And he cleverly put that not exonerated in his summary. So it's out there. And yeah, it was put out there case, with it, everything else. It, it was put out there with everything else positive. So it got buried, but it was put out there. But it wasn't buried. And this I, Well, it wasn't buried. Bury it, Joe. They, tri- they tried they tried. Bury it. But but he was clever in, in including it. Mm-hmm. But if you notice the re- the Democrats they, they coalesced quickly around a pushback. Yeah, because they knew what was going on. This was a PR campaign started by Barr, giving them the talking point to get out ahead of the story, mm-hmm. because he knows eventually, eventually the full report is or a good portion of it is going to be known to the public. It and is. when it does, it's going to be the exact. It's going to be worse for him. And the faster that happens, the worse it is for him politically. Because yes. there's going to be such a contrast between Barr's whitewash and yeah. what is actually in it that it's, it's going to be actually worse. He actually over, he got over his skis a bit. I think, I think he's – Joe, you're right. Because we're going to get this report. Those subpoenas are going to come out. And I think that the judges are going to – Joe's boom rock star. Whoa! Seriously, well, we have Joe and our men I'm for in. that because I ah, this is uh, yes. I've uh, I've kind of uh, as you know with uh, the uh, the show last Friday I've really kind of withdrawn from a lot of this you know because it, it's uh, you know and and and, and you know it, it's uh, and you know plus uh, I had month end at work too and my boss is an asshole and. Um. Uh, oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, Your she's boss an, is lovely. No, she's an asshole. Um. Oh, she, so, she, I think she's lovely. Uh. Well, I can tell you what. If she ever because, came to a party, if she ever showed up at one of my parties, you know what I'd say? Get out of my house! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that because I don't want her to ever listen to your show. And if she does. I'm defending her and saying that Kenny is a delightful person. Well, nobody knows who she is. I never talk about her, so it doesn't matter. Okay. She's oh. she's a nobody. 
Um, oh, well. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but Joe is totally right. I I, I think that his four page summary, this freaking four paragraph, whatever, I think it made it worse because this this is this is going to come out. Yeah, well, I think it was a brilliant strategy to begin with. I think what they didn't anticipate was as soon as the uh, media and uh, you know frenzy about the cloud is lifted. It, it's a yeah. turning point. You know, you, you had to go through that two two day period where everything was exaggerated. But it, when everybody came back to Earth and and realized what really just happened, mm-hmm. it backfired. Yeah, yeah. yeah I now, why do you think he's why do you think he's flailing so much? He's worse off today than he was three days ago. And you would think that he should be uh, spiking the football and all that crap. And all he's doing is flailing against against uh, Adam well, Schiff. Well, look at where against, he's spiking the football. Look at where he's spiking the football. He is spiking the football, but what's he doing? He's going to his fucking maggot rallies, mm-hmm. and that's where he's doing it. He's doing it. He's chest, you know, you know, pounding his chest, you know, claiming that you know, getting lock them up chance going again over what. Uh, you know, uh, lock up the Justice Department for investigating something that was very serious. Like Adam Schiff said, uh, I have this great clip from him I want to play real quick. 15 seconds. What I've been saying now for over a year uh, is two things. One, uh, there's ample evidence of collusion in plain sight, and that is true. Uh, and second, that that is not the same thing as whether Bob Mueller will be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt the crime of conspiracy. Yeah, so if you're completely blind, everybody wants to say, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. Fuck you. I was saying collusion, and so was everybody else who was in, in your, you know, your, you know, Kool-Aid tank, uh, that as soon as you said, hey, Russia, uh, you, you'll be greatly rewarded if you give us Hillary Clinton's emails. And then, oh, I was kidding. It was a joke. No. Translators well, don't don't translate all, political is, statements. How could there be no collusion when your campaign fucking manager gave detailed poll data to a Russian yeah. intelligence right. agent? Yeah, right. I mean, how could it, there not be any collusion when your son, son-in-law, and campaign manager met with a Russian agent with the promise of dirt? You know what? Given yeah. to them by the Russian government. Well, you know what? what Mueller's what, conclusion what is not open collusion what when, Mu- when your yeah. son-in-law. Try to get a back channel through a private server in yeah. the Russian embassy. Well, what Mueller, what we... Mueller's report says to me uh, is that uh, no, with, no, with no, the... it's not Mueller's report. No. It's the Bob Barr summary. No, no, no. What I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about the summary. I'm talking about Mueller's actual re- uh, the Mueller investigation. The Mueller investigation okay. and the conclusions. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Ken. The, I'm the sorry. Mueller investigation and the conclusions made to me says that they were very good at covering some very important tracks that kept them out of criminal conspiracy. That's what it says and, to me. Because the and, collusion was there, like Adam Schiff said, plain sight. They covered up mm-hmm. some tracks. They burned some fucking uh, documents. They did something. But... Here's here's the thing, and Ken, I'm sorry for interrupting you because I'm I'm just sorry about that. No, it's, but it's what fine. you yeah. just said and what Joe just said regarding collusion and what what you know what we've seen with what Mueller's been investigating, I think it goes beyond collusion. It might not go to con- 
I think it goes to conspiracy. But the the bigger part of this is fucking corruption. Yeah. This administration is corrupt at its core. It really is corrupt. Well, like, something, there is, something, someday, yeah. some skeleton is going to fall out in broad fucking daylight out of one of Trump's many, many dirty closets. And it is going to be uh, yeah. the, the biggest gift to, to the American people since uh, the election of President Obama. I mean, I'm sick and tired of people pretending like, oh, you know, no collusion, no collusion. But if, if, if anybody, anybody, including the MAGA people, were to take a step back and take a look at everything this administration has done mm-hmm. and to even take a further step back and take a look at the, the, the campaign... It is corrupt. It's not based through and on, through. on the you know American. I, right. Well, I the Trump cult. Yeah, the Trump cult encourages the corruption. Yeah. When they you when know, they chant "lock them up," you know, yes. against against the that's the Justice corrupt. Department, that's corruption. They're complicit. Yes. Go ahead, Joe. You get the last uh, word before we go to break. I was going to say, Tim uh, on Tim's show uh, yesterday uh, Sunday, he played a very long clip of Adam Schiff's rebuttal to all oh. the Republicans signing that letter saying that he should resign. And that was beautiful. It, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But my point is this. It, it was a long clip, but to sum it up, all he said was, what his point was, you may not think that a lack of morality is bad. You may not think that corruption is bad. It may not amount to, to a crime that I can prove. But the point is, you're okay with corruption. You're okay yeah. with lack of morality. Yeah. You're okay with lack of norms, with throwing out what made us America. You're okay with this? Well, I'm not I, okay with that. I'm, uh, I know what I'm listening to at 10.30 p.m. or 10.15 p.m. Eastern tonight, the Tim Carmel Show, because I did not hear that, and I want to hear it. Uh, but yeah, that uh, is amazing. Good stuff. Oh, there's good Tim Coram all now. Yeah. <laughs> I and think, I uh, think that clip, Joe, is going to go down in history. It was a, it was a long clip. I think Tim played it close to the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, well, this and, wasn't and, the whole show. You and, got no and, excuses, and, people. There you go. Download it, the, the, the podcast from the, uh, timcoramal.com. Go ahead. So you, go. you can hear about <laughs> you what get to hear my parody and the uh, emperor has the president has no. The emperor has no clothes. It's the president has no oh, report. Oh, I thought you were going to say yeah. penis. And uh, well, oh, come penis, on! It. It's so close to break time right now, and you're doing <laughs> that Don't to me. Don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house. And Moonmare, one, one. Uh, Moonmare's the final parting shot. Let's remember, Mueller was very closely supervised and did not have free reign, much like the investigation, quote unquote, investigation into the Kavanaugh issue. So, very good point. Yes. So. All right, excellent stuff. Uh, I was hoping, if Trojan Rabbit's still out there in the chat room, I was hoping he might call in because he's going to be heading out of town um, and uh, meeting up with a certain someone and someone uh, with yes. Mrs. Rabbit. And uh, and he was also talking about a kitty monitoring uh, uh, app on his phone or something that I want to hear. Yeah. I want to know more about. So if Trojan Rabbit, you can call in after name calling. That would be terrific. If not, we'll uh, take a call from uh, whoever. Uh, but anyway, Green News Report coming up right now. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. 
Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. It's Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. Mr. Bernhard, I'm not claiming that you are Big Oil's guy. The Big Oil lobbyists are making that claim. Former oil lobbyist set to be confirmed as Interior Department Chief by U.S. Senate. Federal judge blocks Trump administration expansion of offshore drilling in the Arctic. White House tries unprecedented maneuver to jumpstart Keystone XL pipeline. Plus, let's just start right now. Dispatching myths and nonsense at the first ever Green New Deal town hall. All of those myths and nonsense dispatched straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. These guys have been spilling so much oil in the ocean. Somewhere there's a polar bear being accused of blackface. All right? Seems only fair. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, as usual these days, things are looking pretty grim, except there's some pretty darn good news coming out of a court in Alaska. (laughs) Yes. In Alaska, a federal judge has restored a ban on offshore drilling across large parts of the Arctic Ocean and deep sea canyons in the Atlantic Ocean that had been implemented by President Obama. The decision immediately reinstates those protections, which had been reversed by President Trump in a 2017 executive order. The judge said the executive order, quote, exceeded the president's authority and that federal law allows presidents to withdraw waters from use, but not to reopen them. Only Congress can do that. Exactly. That's what the law says, according to this judge. And if Congress wants to change it, they're welcome to do so. It is a major legal blow to the Trump administration's expansion of offshore drilling. It could also affect Trump's attempt to cut the boundaries of national monuments that have been created by previous presidents. Republican Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski said the ruling, quote, could have catastrophic impacts for offshore development. Well, you know what? Offshore development could have catastrophic impact on Alaska. So uh, maybe this is just fine. Trump also did an end run around the courts to jumpstart the controversy Keystone XL pipeline from Canada. In an unprecedented maneuver, Trump signed a new presidential memorandum authorizing the pipeline to cross the U.S.-Canadian border, bypassing the normal permit process conducted by the State Department. The White House argues this new move emanates from Trump's sole authority as president and is therefore not subject to federal law. Environmental groups have pledged to sue, saying the maneuver sets a dangerous precedent in expanding presidential power over infrastructure. However, the Keystone XL pipeline is still mired in state court in Nebraska. You mean that thing hasn't been built yet? Donald Trump has announced that it's done about a dozen times. And we're back on that round again. I guess so. Meanwhile, Trump's nominee to head the Interior Department, former oil lobbyist David Bernhardt. Former? 
blocked the release of a years-long study conducted by scientists at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that found three pesticides are so toxic that they, quote, jeopardize the continued existence of more than 1,200 endangered species. That's according to internal documents obtained by the New York Times. Bernhardt previously lobbied against the Endangered Species Act on behalf of the oil and chemical industries, but in his confirmation hearing late last week, when Democratic senators asked him if he would recuse himself from decisions concerning his former clients, this was Bernhardt's response. I'm basically handcuffed uh, and not in the game for the American people if I'm not, if I, if I am recusing myself. So my view is get in and be on the American team and, and win for the American team. So basically he's saying, and he actually says in this hearing, how skilled he is, how wonderful he is, and how it just doesn't make sense to handcuff him and keep him from using those skills even if he's going to use those skills for the big oil companies who he worked for for years. And Bernhardt is headed for easy confirmation in the Republican-controlled Senate. Naturally. Finally, some good news. MSNBC's All In with Chris Hayes devoted a full hour to the Green New Deal resolution proposed by freshman Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. The resolution is a framework for creating millions of jobs by fighting climate change. The town hall served to debunk some of the worst nonsense perpetuated by Republicans attempting to demonize the plan. Policy architect Rihanna Gunn-Wright explained the social justice component of the resolution. The Green New Deal ties together climate change and income inequality because the same types of investments that we're talking about in the Green New Deal to tackle climate change are the same investments we have needed to tackle income inequality from the very beginning. Ocasio-Cortez responded to those claiming that the Green New Deal would cost too much. She said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we first start by guaranteeing the pensions for retired coal miners? Sounds like a good idea to me. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, Check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Can you hear the death knell toll for old King Cole? Can you hear the death knell toll? This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Get out of my house! That's right. I'm talking to you, boss lady. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, I've said too much. I've said too much. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Um, I think you'll be proud of me tonight. Oh, I'm always proud of you. I, uh, well, uh, on my beverage choice uh, this evening, I just finished my last couple, uh, bought some over the weekend. Um, I don't know what Bobber would think of this, if he thought it was a good beer or not. You'll have to ask him. But uh, I, I've been a fan for many, many years of Sapporo premium beer, a Japanese beer. 
Oh, he drinks Sapporo when we go out for sushi. Sapporo yeah. is a, it's a good beer. I do like it, but it's made, it's actually made in Canada. It's made on Ontario. But So it would be Sapporo, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> so, <laughs> Sapporo, eh? <laughs> Sapporo, eh? Uh, but no, I absolutely, and I got my local, um, uh, I've been looking all over for it and I finally found it at a liquor store the other day. And then I went to the place where I usually buy beer and I, and I was like, Hey, can you get this for me? Can you get me six packs of this? And, uh, and I stopped in, uh, stopped in the little convenience store after work tonight and they were like, Oh, it's coming in tomorrow. And I was like, yay, Sapporo. So. Uh, I, I really, I really love Sapporo, and, and you know, um, so it's good. So anyway, um, I'm sorry for shaming you in the past. I feel bad. Well, hey, hey, no, that's okay. Did you hear though that you know? Because uh, my my guilty pleasure in in uh, shitty American beers is Bud Light, which a lot of people already know. Um, but have you seen that Miller and I forget who else is is trying to sue Budweiser, Anheuser Busch, over their uh, they're trying to sue him because. Uh, Budweiser, they don't use uh, high fructose corn syrup, and they're like, you know, we just use we use you know hops, whatever, you know, all the the you know natural ingredients, Who the whatever. Hell, what kind of monster uses high fructose corn syrup in any beer? But yeah, they use ho- the hops, barley, malt, and rice, and it says not high fructose corn syrup. I think Miller does. Are okay, they- that is a so- crime against. Beer manatee. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so there there's actually a big legal thing. I I don't know if uh, it's 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 been out there in the news uh, uh, quite I a bit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Look, so we'll we'll talk about thing. that after. And, and we can talk about this hour. on Friday. But no beer uses sugar. No, no. It, real beer. Pretty much sugar. Yeah, real beer. You you, you make sugar. One making yes. the beer from the ingredients. You don't yes. take sugar and put it in there. So but yeah, there's a big there's a big oh lawsuit brewing. There's a big lawsuit brewing. Um I did so, not know this. Yeah. Brewing. Brewing. A lawsuit brewing. Yeah, that's uh-huh. see, yes. It's well, coming to a Joe. it's coming to a head, Joe. <laughs> hey. Oh man. It's uh it's really fermenting. I mean fomenting. Uh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. Save that story for Friday. All right, Joe Sand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. We'll talk about you're, that. You're we'll, a, we'll do some research and I get the uh, sh- Braumeister, and then we can say hello, boss. and uh, go from there. <laughs> I think you're up Schlitz Creek. Put out a oh, up sh- <laughs> 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 see, there you go. Uh, he's here all night, everybody. Uh, and uh, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to do some name calling? And good news, Trojan Rabbit is going to call in uh, shortly. Well, then I'll have to make so. this fast. All right. Well, here you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, Joe. Well, to Scranton with me. Big place. Where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to take your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we can jam and joke your lives. 
What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. <laughs> I threw in the Tim laugh for you there, too. Okay. Now, I noticed J- J- Joe Biden's at the beginning of my little uh, thing there, but um, I'm not going to sneak up on anybody in the chat and sniff your hair. Just so you- <laughs> Oh, God um, forbid you sniff somebody's hair. I'm <laughs> not going to sniff your hair. I don't even know if you washed it. Okay, anyway. True. Uh, we have Adam Heber, Bobber, Bobber, who said, by the way, when you mash up uh, uh, malt, it produces maltose, the preferred sugar. Thank you, Bob. Um, More on Friday. Mr. We have Francie, we have Heather, we have Kat, we have Kenny Pick, and Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. So, <laughs> I tried to, do, I tried to give it the hello, Bob treatment there. Uh, hello, Dad. Uh, we could okay. say hello to Bob for uh, his beer. Hello, Bob. So, uh, yeah. But hi, Dad. Beer Thanks. Sir. Everybody's really glad to have you back, Dad. And it was, uh, and sorry, Joe was such a jerk and guessed who you are in three questions. Uh, Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a jerk. Okay. Um, we have Living on Long Island. We have me, Michelle, in South Florida. I don't know if Miles is there, but if he He's is, there. Hey, He's there. Hi, Miles. Moon Mare, President, Rain. Hi, Rain. Hello, dear. Okay. We have. Ooh, okay. Talk, okay. What was that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like, hello, dear. And you're like, you're like, no, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a new voice. Let's do that. Let's, new character. <laughs> okay. Joe. Slimy Joe. That'll go away. That'll go well with uh hey what was it? Uh, hey Owen, we got hot dog soup. <laughs> yeah, hot dog soup. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Where was I? Oh Michelle. Moonmare. President. I always said rain. Hi, rain. Oh, Hi, okay. We'll do this again. Okay. Tim Corbal, who tells me that 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 clip is right after the Bubble Genius commercial. So there you <laughs> And last but not least, and soon to be on, Trojan Rabbit. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He'll be. Hello. Um. <laughs> oh, and hot dog soup. Okay. I'm kind of slipping into the hot ganib ganabs guy. Your mother made your favorite hot ganib ganabs. <laughs> you guys remember the hot ganib ganabs guy? Yeah. Hot ganib ganabs. Yeah. Hot ganib ganabs. Hot dog soup. Hey, Owen. Owen. Hot dog soup and hot ganib ganabs. Hot ganib ganabs. I have two announcements. Oh, no. Shit's Creek has been canceled. That was not my announcement. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is oh bullshit. No. That show is great. Oh my See? god! See, it's probably opposite okay. the uh, the Corville. That's. Right. I'm sorry. What's your what's your? Well, Tro- <laughs> Trojan Rabbit is here. Do you do you want to uh, okay. do do no, it now or? I want to make this announcement. This is All important. Right. Okay. Tomorrow is Barbara's birthday. Oh. And tomorrow and Thursday is our anniversary. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. So we got to get with an important day too. I think that it's Tim Coromal's birthday. It is <gasps> Tim's birthday on Thursday. Tim is well. not our Thursday. child. So, so happy okay. birthday! So I just want to say tomorrow. Tomorrow's Bob's birthday, and uh, you know, in in Bob and Rain lore, we celebrate mm-hmm. both days as our anniversary, the third and the well, fourth, because of many reasons. But well, that's happy good. Happy birthday, Bob! And um. Hold on one second. Trojan Rabbit, are you there or did we miss you? Shoot, this happened. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, Skype. Call back, Trojan Rabbit, if you're listening. But yeah, so here we go. For Bobber and Tim Cormel, happy birthday. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. For coming to my birthday! Get out of my house! No, wait, that was an accident. So. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, uh, Paul, are you there? Are you, Paul, are you there now? Hold on, Paul. I'm here now. All right, all right, very good. Hi, well, Rabbit. I don't know what happened before, but hang, ti- hang tight one second. Let me get... Um, let me get uh, Bobber and Rain's anniversary. We're going to do this tonight and on Friday, too. So, uh, Bob and Rain, my, my brothers and brother and sister. God, I love you guys so much. It was such a pleasure to, to meet you in person after being friends for the better part of a decade on Facebook yes. and being part of this network. And, and we went through some very, very uh, important personal experiences um, and had each other's back, uh, th- you know, over the, the social media experience. And yes. I, and and I can't and, and you know Jacob Dean was in there too. I want to I want to get him back into the fold, but obviously he's having a very successful news career now and everything. But seriously, you guys mean the world to me, and um, and I'm always gonna have both your backs, just so you know. Oh. And on that note, the Flintstones would like to sing <laughs> a song for you. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and fill it. Happy anniversary, but be careful you don't fill it. Happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Yay! So I'm very excited, and I'm very excited about uh, coming down to your guys' party in uh, June as well. But speaking. Speaking of which, Trojan Rabbit is on the line right now. Paul, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. I've been wanting to talk to you because you and the missus are going to be taking a little bit of a road trip here soon. And um, and a couple things of of note, Uh, you will uh, be off from your live show the next two Mondays. Is that correct? Uh, let's see. Actually, actually one more week. I will be back on the 15th. Oh, okay. Okay. So you were off yesterday and you're going to be off. I've already been off. Yeah. I've already been off two weeks. Oh, Uh, oh, okay. One because of, yeah. One because of the squirrel invasion. Oh God. And last night because of, and last night because of, I'm getting ready for the trip. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, uh, we might put something on, uh, although if you just want to go with autopilot, feel free, um, you know, to do that. Uh, but we we may I'll talk. Uh, I haven't had. I forgot to talk to Adam about it because we'd been doing working on a lot of other stuff uh, as well. Yeah. So so maybe we'll have something for Monday. Who knows? Yeah, I'll leave it open for you guys. You know, yeah. because uh, last week I just replay, replayed the week before show the mm-hmm. one for uh, oh the drummer that just passed. Uh, oh, my memory's shot. What? No. The drummer passed? <clears throat> yeah. One of, oh, the, one was, of the major session, session drummers. Uh, Cal Blaine. Oh, okay. Oh, did you... Oh, hey, did you also hear Scott Walker, not the former governor of Wisconsin, Scott Walker from the Walker Brothers uh, recently passed? Did you hear that? I didn't hear that one. Yeah, are you familiar, Scott? The Walker Brothers. You you know the I don't know if you you're familiar with the intro I used for the Night Show. Uh, I'm sorry, the Night Show. That that's a the intro <laughs> to a song that the uh, the Walker Brothers did, I believe, in the early '70s, um, called the Electrician. Um, okay. And and the the Walker Brothers also did that really morose cover of "Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore." Uh, okay. Yeah. And in so, but yeah, Scott Walker also had a pretty pretty successful solo career too. Very very moody, almost you know gothic before there was gothic, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, but he just passed away, which is really sad. So uh, maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll put together a show uh, for for Monday and do some uh, Scott Walker Walker Brothers uh, related stuff. Uh, uh, on, on your show, so okay. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'm, I'm leaving it open because I pulled yeah. down the autopilot. So okay, whatever you want to do with it is fine. All right. Well, tell all your Farkers I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, tell your Farkers yeah. to 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 jump on over, and I'll I'll have something for them. I'll stay in the yeah, vein. I'm, I'm sort of. Uh, I'll stay in the vein. I'm sort of upset that Clemster hasn't uh, made an appearance on my on my Fark threads. Ooh. Oh, well, what the fuck, man? So <laughs> I know. Get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> it's too. Okay, this is getting addictive now. Uh, so, but uh, now, now, okay, so, but in, in real quick, I want to ask you uh, before we get on to what you're doing when you uh, travel and who you're going to see, you're setting up, you, you have an app on your phone, you're doing, you're doing kitty cams, right? Well, I just bought this um, the wireless IP camera. I didn't want to get the you know the actual pet cameras that throw food out and stuff because they're way too expensive. Sure, and sure. not very well reviewed. So this is just just a indoor security camera that supposedly, if it senses motion, you know, it'll notify your phone. And it mm-hmm. has two-way audio, so you can talk to the little beasts, and they can ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was going to put it near the food dish. Now, there seems to be two little problems. Uh, the camera is working. Mm-hmm. I can use it on my phone. But I wanted to set it up to run on my iPad because the screen's a little bit bigger. Yeah. 
And when you set it up, one of the things it does is when you set up your account and password, it also asks for an email address so you can link it to your email. It hasn't given me the return email yet. Mm. And I have forgotten my password. Oh. So yeah, I can't, that's what I can't old age does. The the, uh, oh, yeah. I, I can't install the app on the iPad, and I can't, I can't say I forgot my password because it hasn't linked to an email address. Oh, Christ. And, and you I checked tried, all the, the I spam? Tried typing in. You checked your spam I and tried, all that? Yeah, I tried that. Yeah. So oh. I tried um, resending the email, and I said, so why resent you want? I'm not going to do that again. Oh. So, I mean, it, it's functional now. I just would have rather that it, you know, I was you could have a bigger picture. The iPad, but yeah, yeah. Well, at least you got it on your phone, so I guess but that's it, something. But you yeah, know. I mean, it's it's forty five bucks. What do you do? Sure, you know? sure. <laughs> well, and there might be a customer support thing for that too. You might be able to find you know some kind of tech help on that too, but. You know, yeah, I don't well, know how much time. A, there actually is a question in the a question app in the in the actual software. There's a uh, ask a question page, mm-hmm. so I may just do that. Well, there if you I go. Don't get a email tomorrow. Yeah. Knowing uh, knowing how fast Xfinity is with their mail. Sounds like uh, yeah. my ongoing battle of Skype. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, Paul. Uh, well, we still have a couple minutes left. You are you're hitting the road. I'm not sure exactly what your whole itinerary is, and you don't have to detail that if you don't want to. But you are going to be hanging out with a certain special somebody and somebody. You and the misses. Yeah, yeah. I I don't, I don't mind saying that uh, my niece, my my wife's niece, is getting married on Saturday, and they will be in the Maryland area and since rain is yes. fairly close she graciously her and Barbara graciously um, offered that we could stay for and you are going to stay with us? Ah, oh yes yes oh yes okay it's very fun so See, you want to I, I was kind of stupid and I forgot to reply to Trojan and I kept hoping he was going to stay with us so yes, yay! Oh yeah, because I thought I, last I time thought we, so too. We chatted. Went, yes, Trojan is staying with us. Oh, aren't you yeah. glad I had him call? So, but I think at one point I would have I would have sent in a a message saying, "What time do you want us to arrive?" Well, what yeah. time do you want to arrive? Well. Well, you guys know. can I mean, work this out later, really. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, unless you show up at like time three a.m., then Rain might say, "Get out of my house!" Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the dog well, may attack. You know. Yeah. True. I know that Mrs. Rabbit is a little bit concerned about the dogs, and I've already told I, yeah. I've already told Trojan just tell her give Earl the karate chop in the neck. Ah. Uh, but the thing is, usually when we're confronted with dogs, I deflect the the problem by me being extra nice to the dogs, and they'll come to me. Mm-hmm. And we also have some uh, we also have some treats for them. I think. Okay. Oh. 
crunchy things. So they'll, uh, yes, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll they'll like that. They'll, you know, uh, you know, the yeah. Like, Trojan rabbit's like it's yeah. fine. It's just my leg. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, their no, dogs, their dogs. I'm ex- so excited to meet the dogs. And I don't care if they jump on me or whatever. It's just going to be like meeting the Muppets for me, really. So, yeah. but again, <laughs> she's, she's short. She's she's barely five foot, and it's like, oh, oh okay. You know, sometimes, sometimes the, the stroke has left her a little bit unsteady. Sometimes, so you know, she's well, she's rightfully. If she feels concerned. any better, sometimes Earl makes me feel a little unsteady. Yeah, but like I said, I can protect her. That's no. Problem. There you go. There you go. But uh, so can I you was, get? I was hoping that I would be there by the time uh, the Friday show came on. Ooh! We did talk about that. Well, well, well. We have potential here. So very cool. So uh, but yeah, that's something Rain and I can can uh, discuss. Yes. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Yes, well, well, yeah, I'm gonna get on it. I'm so bad about some of the. I'm terrible at planning. I, Oh, I, I join the club. Earlier, but I thought the last time I called in the show, you had said, are you staying? And I said, yes. So it's no worries. Now, we no, we got to work. I'm I'm very glad. I'm very glad that I had you call in because I just wanted to talk to you about the kitty monitors and the, uh, and, and, uh, you know, you guys visiting. And of course, what was going on for your show next week, but Hey, no worries. We, we got a little bit more accomplished. Look at that. Yeah, so. and uh, yeah, when I do come back on the 15th, I guess you can figure out what the uh, theme of the show would be, being April 15th. Taxes. Mm. Taxes, Tax money. Tax, man! <laughs> Taxes. Patriot's uh, Day here. Well, you gotta play I, lawyers, I guns, and... I understand this Patriot's Day. You gotta play... Lo- try talks about this. I. You gotta play lawyer, it's, it's lawyers, guns... You got to play Lawyers, Guns, and Money by Warren Zevon on that show, please. <laughs> yes. So I'll make a note of that. All right. Uh, well, all right. Well, Paul, uh, Trojan Rabbit, please listen every Monday, uh, even when he's not in town. And yeah, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to do your show this Monday. So tell your Farkers I'll be there 8 to 10 PM Eastern, uh, right here on Indie Media Weekly. I'm going to. Do yeah. the theme it the theme for the show is trying to do Trojan Rabbit proud. <laughs> That's what the theme is. Okay. <laughs> so I've, I've got numerous um numerous comments about how what the uh, the all the music that plays before the show that it's uh it's really good music. So well, there you know, we go. It's just not mine. That uh, yeah, and you know, and I, there, there's songs of yours too. I'm always tempted to just add to the general library too, and we'll talk about that more down the road too. Uh, I'll, I'll try and clear up some more space. Uh, I'll delete a few thousand metal songs and uh, make, make room for uh, some of your stuff. Um, but anyway, we we got to go to the break. Uh, but Paul, thanks for calling in. I hope yeah. your travels are wonderful. I hope your niece's wedding is terrific. You're gonna have a great time hanging out with the Muppets and Bob and Rain. <laughs> um, the Muppets and Bob and Rain. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Paul? There's also an old classmate I have, a whole old high school classmate that lives near there too. So I might 
although that's probably a little bit more difficult to do. But, oh, uh, okay. I haven't, oh. I haven't decided whether the, the uh, trip is going to go through Sunday or go through Monday. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. You can stay. You can stay both nights. Just tell me what time you're coming in. We'll talk about that privately. Yeah, there we go. I'll do that because again, I have no idea. It's, it's supposed to be a seven-hour drive. It's four hundred miles, but you don't know how yeah. many times we get. Well, and we you know, yeah, and you know, and you, you can trust. You, I just want to say, you know, you can trust Trojan Rabbit in your house because. There's a word that I tell people not to say in my house, and he hasn't said it tonight, and I appreciate that, Paul. Thank you so well, because much. Because you guys have been saying penis all night. Don't say penis in this house! Get out of my house! All right, that's it. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> okay. Good night, everyone. All right, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. So, uh, there we go. How about that for a segue to break? Um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the break. Thank you, Paul, a.k.a. Trojan Rabbit. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to doing his show on, on Monday. That'll be fun. Uh, but all right, we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Up the Night with Kenny Pick. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Surprise, motherfucker. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Interesting! Alright, uh, welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, the Tuesday edition broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Radio for Humans. I want to talk about a very important subject right now. Shifting allegiances, everyone. With your pets. I don't know if anybody has encountered this, but of late... We have had shifting allegiances in our household with the doctor and Jeliza Rose. The doctor is our tuxedo cat, our big old tubby tuxedo cat. He's like 
10 or 11. And he's always been Susan's cat, right? And, but lately, he's kind of been pig piling me. He's like, oh, I want to be by you. I want to hang out with you. And Jeliza Rose was always the daddy's girl. And I think her sensing this void between Susan and Doctor, she jumped in and she's like fast friends with Susan now. It's really kind of weird. It's like this new dynamic. Now, you guys, you know, well, Joe, you as a dog owner with, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have three dogs, right? Mm, right. Yeah. Uh, do, have you encountered this, uh, this kind of cyclical, you know, but not even, not, not even like a, 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 you know, every couple months or, you know, this is like kind of been going on for years and now all of a sudden things are kind of changing a little. Have you had had um, something like this? We had cats. Mm-hmm. Um, cats and, and dogs are so different. They really are. Um, hmm? I've never I've never lived in a household that had multiple dogs. It was like we always had a cat or two and a dog. You know. Yeah, we we've had as many as four dogs and two cats all at one time. Mm-hmm. The cats. I mean, their, their personalities are totally different. The dogs, when you have multiple dogs, they tend to act as a pack. Mm-hmm. And they're not really into... The one thing about having multiple dogs is that they're not always they're not as attached to humans as if you have one dog. Yeah. Okay. That makes With sense. With one dog, they, they, they glom onto you, and, and that's it, in my experience. With, with multiple dogs, they glom onto each other. It's more fun to to roughhouse with each other, and they more or less ignore us, except for food and scratching ears and walkies. Oh, which uh. is very important. <laughs> and of course, thank you, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric Electric City, and now Rain for Freedom's Blog, Washington D.C. Have you seen anything uh, like this with dogs and or cats with shifting allegiances? Yes. Yes, yeah, both. Yes, both. both. Yeah, can you? Oh, I just—I said yeah. Erp, can you give an example? <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, um, Sapporo. Thank you. I know. Go. Amen, Sapporo. Um, yeah. Going back to the days when before I think we even met. Yeah, cats. Cats do that. Cats do that because they're crafty and um, th- their allegiance is wherever their allegiance is, mm. wherever they can get their stuff. And I say that. I I don't disagree. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. So if Elijah Rose is like, yeah, I'm going over here because it's Jeliza. It's Jeliza Rose, not Elijah Rose. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. She's a girl, Jeliza. But with our dogs. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. What we have going on in our situation Mm -hmm. is that Bob and I will go to bed. One will come up into bed, sleep for about six hours, and then I'll hear. Earl and will leave, and then Duke will be like, "My turn." See, we oh. get that without the all the noise. It's usually just a flurry of like flying cat fists. See, you know, <laughs> that's, I'm so happy you said. I'm really happy you said that because there have been times I'm like, these dogs are like goddamn cats. Yeah. 
I mean, because what'll happen is, you know, doctor usually is the first cat in the bed sleeping on my feet, like seriously taking up like a third of the bed, you know, till my legs are hanging off the edge. And uh, he really likes the sleep. How big is wait? Jeliza Rose is pretty small. She's only like seven or eight pounds. She's a she's a runt. I I have that with Duke and Earl, and they're like. 55 no 50 pounds. I, I take it back she's like maybe six pounds tops she's a oh. real small cat she's a little guy little girl yeah. uh timby's i think 10 pounds doc's like 13 14 <laughs> i think the bigger the bigger thing is is that i do think that animals whether it be cats or dogs or whatever i think that they will be like okay let's talk about alliances they do. I think they do alliances. Let, let's switch. Who's yeah. the one that's going to care for me more? Which makes us humans be like, I used to care for you more. I still care for you. Why do you care for that one more? What is... I love you all so much. I love you all. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, all right. All right. I just wanted to, I wanted to throw that out there real quick before we got back to the, I audio know I threw point. Joe's, I knew I threw Joe's, I'm sorry, Joe. No, I don't think but you I threw know, anything. I know what you said makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in my house. Well, well you I, got I, a bunch you know, of Muppets it's, it's for not, dogs. Yeah. It's not a universal, not a universal thing. I'm going on. I mean, I've had a lot of dogs and in, in a lot of combinations and, each group acted differently. Yeah. But this group uh, in particular, I, I find dogs in general, but this group um, are more into each other than they are to us. Yeah. Mine will kill each other. They'll take a, they'll take a bitch out. Oh, well, yeah. My, mine will, when it comes will, to getting into bed. I mean, that's the thing. No. Well, it's like, it's like a, a free for all if they come into the bedroom. I mean, it's like, Three collies jumping on the bed. Do you let them into your bedroom? Three collies walk into a bedroom. You uh, do? <laughs> yeah. Really? Sure. Oh, my God. So you have a king-size bed? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. We have a queen. A queen. Okay, Jill. Uh, king-size well, beds can- are for people that live in mansions. You gotta have a yes, big ass you bedroom. Live in a mansion. You gotta yeah. have a big ass bedroom for a king size bed. No, yeah, no, you don't. Or we have you know, we have a king size bed. We don't have a big huge bedroom. Well, it's probably bigger than I mean, the bedroom in our that, little I bungalow. On my hand from getting out of bed, clanging my hand on the doorknob. Oh, no, it's not that big. We we have a double because we live in this tiny bungalow with a very small bedroom, so we couldn't go much bigger than that, or we wouldn't be able to get our our, our bed set in there. Anyway, well, then it's we have good a- that you have cats and not three dogs the size of English setters or collies. They're like they're like Mister Snuffleupagus dogs. <laughs> so we used to have three dogs I, and a cat in our bedroom all at one time oh i have a cat we have a cat still yeah i know i know and boy, you do. let me let me tell you something about bruiser Doctor. she is mean not mean like i'm gonna cut you she is mean where we'll be in the middle of the night sleeping and she's like now i'm gonna jump 
over you and oops i jumped on your bladder yep yep that happens tim does that every once in a while if we, if we don't feed him <laughs> sufficiently at night yeah, yeah it'll happen yes uh but anyway all right we're gonna have to uh uh get rolling on because i got a bunch of audio we haven't gotten to but it's just fun we've talked about some interesting topics and some poignant stuff as well um i, I want to play um uh what do i want to play this is uh, we're gonna stick with the positive audio we're gonna start with the positive audio um, you know, all the issues going on with security clearance with uh, Jagos, like Jared Kushner, that little yeah. criminal. Um, uh, today, there was a hearing on the Trump cult and security clearance uh, in Congress. And, and uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had a little something to say about how willy-nilly they've been with just you know and you get a clearance and you get a clearance and you get a clearance um and it, I, I thought this was pretty powerful i thought you guys would all appreciate this so here you go every day that we go on without getting to the bottom of this matter is a day that we are putting hundreds if not potentially thousands of americans at risk i mean really what is next putting nuclear codes in instagram dms Damn. this is ridiculous we need to get to the bottom of this and in order to do that we have to issue subpoenas because people in this administration are not cooperating and every day that there is an insecure line of communication that could be leaked that could be hacked that could be screenshotted without with without our uh, proper channels is a day that we are putting our national security at risk so the reason why we have to conduct and, and have these accommodations is because we are a committee that is committed to protecting whistleblowers. And I do have to commend uh, the ranking member and, and to see the coordination between the ranking member and the chair in a commitment to whistleblowers, not just in respecting them, but in protecting them is really admirable and important. And I wanted to note that because, um, because this, is, this is what protecting whistleblowers looks like when they need a certain accommodation because they are a fear retaliation we have to make accommodations this committee in particular as the oversight committee in the house of representatives we have a unique responsibility to protect those that have the courage to come out and say when something is wrong regardless of the administration even in prior administrations it, you know it doesn't matter the party when something is going wrong in government when there is overreach when there is an abuse or, or a misconduct of process, we have an obligation to see and investigate it out. And so I, it is so serious, especially as a New Yorker, especially as, as anyone who cares about the security of what happens on American soil. Every day that we have uh, an insecure line of communication, we have a responsibility to investigate it and to make sure that, that, is, uh, that, that, that we get to the bottom of it. So I I just needed to to put that note in, and I yield around. All right, amen, amen, amen to that. Amen. And of course, nuclear codes on Instagram. Okay, now watch this. I'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Nice. So, nice. Uh, uh, your thoughts, Joe? It's just amazing to me that uh, <laughs> it gets worse and worse with, with Trump, and they have no sense of, of irony at all. An entire campaign in 2016 was run on locker up because emails. 
mm-hmm. and the emails. The the main thing about the emails was the security risk. She put the country, you know, uh, uh, at risk with her emails. Yeah, and, and and now we have this this crap where we we hand out like like jelly beans. We're we're handing out security clearances when professionals are saying no 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 these people shouldn't have security clearances. And then those 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 rotten uh, uh, offspring of his uh, lie about it. Yeah. Oh, Daddy had nothing to do with it. The no, president no, had no. Oh, the president had nothing to do with it. Trump had nothing to do with it. I love how they they won't you know they won't even say my father or my father in law when it comes to Jared and Ivanka. Yeah, Javanka. The, the, you know, fuck you. You know, you're bunch. You know, it's a family of grifters. That's all they mm-hmm. are. Oh yeah, fucking family of grifters. But it's it's just, it's just I, the irony that that lock her up, lock her up. There's there's still they still want to have investigations into Clinton's emails even today, while this is going on right under their nose. Yeah, not even a, a fucking a, a, right, not even under the nose on their face like egg. Yes, uncanny oh, stinky egg. And today, oh, this Chinese is. woman gets into Mar-a-Lago with a, a, a thumb drive with, <laughs> with malware on it. Come on! If this was Clinton, they would they, they would fifteen committees would be would be ha- having investigations. Oh my God! And the Amazon. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What's the right wing version of Amazon? Would have sold out of GOP brand clutching pearls. Jesus! No, no sense of irony at all. I mean, the hypocrisy drips off this this administration, really does. Well, go for it, Rain. What do you think about what AOC said? AOC said, or what, or whatever else I you think, got? I think that she's she's pretty much on point. I will be really honest with you. At a certain point, she went went over into the weeds. But yeah. when it comes to security clearances, I, I I do mean that. We can talk about that later or not. But when it comes to security clearance, um. Security clearances are are they're 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 special. Mm-hmm. I have had, and I've said this on the show before. I have had FBI agents show up at my door saying, "We would like to interview you because this person, a a person who I've known, a friend, whatever, said that you can be um, somebody that we can talk to." Yeah. And I would sit down for 20 or 30 minute interviews with the FBI regarding security clearances. It's that serious. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that here we are It's like in the jury White House, duty. It's like picking people for jury duty, you know, if It is. It is. It is. I mean to the point where <clears throat> to the point where they literally said, um, "Have you had drinks with them?" Mhm. And I would answer, you know, answer honestly, yes. You know, and all these things, like, these were really intimate questions. That's how serious security clearance and getting a security clearance can be. The fact that, the fact that this woman, the, the woman, you know, in the article from Waypo, I can't remember her name, you know, the fact that she went in front of you know, Congress saying I am a whistleblower, saying that this entire thing is 
been made a mockery. Yeah. She's right. She's right. I have been really, really scared. I mean, I'm not the most innocent person in the world. I'm not a guilty person. But, you know, if you have the FBI knock on your door and you answer it and they're like, Hi, I'm Agent So-and-so from the FBI. Can I talk to you? And, you know, for, for I, I had to be like, what, what do you want to talk to me about? Mm-hmm. Well, your friend wants to get security clearance. I've sat through those kind of questioning. The fact that was that, uh, her name was like, Trish, Trisha Newbold, by the way. Thank you. I mean, she's amazing to me. The fact that she went before Congress today and said, I was the one who turned down these security clearances. I was blown away by it. Because security clearances should be taken seriously. And the people who are involved with making sure that other people get that clearance, people like me, I'm just a citizen. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm just a citizen who tells the truth. And I tell the truth because the people who I am friends with are good people. Yeah. The fact that Jared Kushner got security clearance and his wife got security clearance without people like me telling the truth makes me kind of sick. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. I, I, yeah. It, it, oh no no it, it totally makes sense and by the way hats off to trisha hats off to trisha newbold for returning to work too after yes. this and she's been uh there's been retaliation she's had retaliation from her boss too i mean i i just think that what's happening in the white house right now is diminishing the fact that people who need security clearance whether it be low level high level or super high level Mm -hmm. it's it's been diminished it's it's been diminished and i think it hurts our national security yeah oh i agree i agree so uh i know i rambled but no that's fine i i rambled a lot tonight you gave me time to fill in the mad libs so (laughs) uh but joe uh i'll I'll give you a minute uh before we run into the break um what do you got well you know as i said uh you know and i gotta say these people are so obsessed with aoc oh yeah what what is up with this rent free her dark silky latino hair they're afraid because she's smart. She's not afraid to speak her mind. She's honest. And yeah, yes. that, that that's it. That's what scares them the most. Yeah. She's she, honest. You know, as much as people love you know, love to say, Oh, well, Trump is the only reason, you know, people love Trump is because he's really honest. When he talks bad about brown people, that's the way I feel too. Right. Now you have a brown person. Now you have a brown person who is honest about all the fuckery that's been going on with the the white-dominated patriarchal setup we have right now in the real swamp. You want to talk about the swamp. That's a milky swamp. 
<laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, she, she starts to bring up what's going on. And these people are, again, their little pea brains are popping all over. Well, going- even just tonight, Tucker Carlson said something about about that she's worse than a televangelist. <laughs> and, and you know what she tweeted back? What's that? You, you mad, bro? Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, it, she she's a wonderful human being, inside and out. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Look at that. Okay, now watch this. I'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Yeah. But seriously, uh, she's worse than a, even a, a televangelist. You're the party of televangelists, Tucker. You, you, you white nationalist cocksucker. I'm sorry, I said that. Whoa, I'll back it up. Uh, I got okay, the, that. the Sapporo went to my brain, folks. Um, oh. <laughs> a white nationalist white piece of trash. Cuck. Just call him a cuck. Yeah, Tucker, Cucker. Uh, So anyway, I'm sorry. I I apologize. That is not something I usually... I've never said that, to my knowledge, on this program at all. (laughs) Tucker Carlson makes me so angry, I cannot control my rage. Because he is a branch of fucking um, uh, 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 Stormfront on Fox News. Van Van Jones Van Jones just interviewed the son of the founder of Stormfront, who said, "I my family, my white nationalist family watches Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson live, and then and then rewatches it because they're saying he's doing better messaging on white nationalism than we are." So sorry, sorry about the 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 thing I said there. I I I don't usually say that. Tucker Carlson is is one of the first married incels. Oh my well, god. Maybe so. maybe Friday we can talk about him going after Chris Hayes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that too. That too. My god. I mean, see, Chris, well, Hayes, Chris Hayes had a nice comeback to him too. Oh, Chris he, Hayes fucking yeah, he, owned him. Yeah, more more Chris Rex Quando. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. He posted a picture of himself at a gym. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because, uh, well, let's set it up. Because Tucker said what about him? This is what all men would look like if uh, he said Chris Hayes is what all men would look like if feminists were given the ultimate control, and then oh. Chris Hayes tweeted back at him a picture of him at the gym, and what did it say there, Joe? That uh, th- that uh, once a year, all, all the. Uh, I don't know if you call them feminazis or whatever, ha- have the males line up for a fitness uh, inspection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it showed him, he was, like, lifting a lot of weight. Working out. He was lifting a lot of weight. I've never seen Cucker, um, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, again, I, I'm so, so, I'm so sorry that I, I, I made that slur. What's, Go ahead. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? If if all the feminists took over and all of our male men are male people. Well, I'm a feminist. That, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist, so um, I'd be fine with uh, it. You, you, and I can tell you inspection. And I can tell you what, I'm taller than it's Tucker Carlson. Job. I can probably lift more than Tucker Carlson. 
Um, I know, I know, I've worked. Probably lift Tucker Carlson. I know, like he's got hollow bones. I know, I've. He's got any marrow. I know I've worked more. I know I've worked harder than he's ever worked in his entire fucking life because he's an inheritor from of uh, the frozen food empire of Swanson or whatever. Um, He was adopted. He was adopted into a frozen fucking food empire. Um, I can tell you what, uh, Cucker. um, I've worked harder. uh, You know, I worked harder yesterday. Uh, we had somebody come and cut down the, the bushes in our front yard and I, I basically hauled old bushes to the back to have them dry out before I burn them, uh, put on some work gloves, hauled them out back and, uh, lined them all up. And I can tell you what, that bit of manual labor I did yesterday probably is greater than or equal to, uh, everything, uh, every bit of physical labor Cucker T- Tarlson has done. So, but anyway, I'm yeah, sorry I made I that. that the, I don't yeah, disagree still, with what Tucker says. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I don't either. Most, I mean, most of the men, pretty much every man that I know, is awesome. Yeah. That's why I know them and that's why they're my friend. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would be nothing if I wasn't a feminist. I would be just a fucking, you know, uh, dumb glob somewhere like Cucker uh, if, if I wasn't a, a feminist. My mom was a feminist. My dad is. My, I'm sorry. My mom and my dad are feminists. And I am a feminist. Yeah. And I'm proud of it. And for for that fucking trust fund baby to go out there and and tell you know who's never fucking worked a day in his life, never felt any bit of adversity or the sting of sweat in his eyes after you know, <laughs> um, you know, fuck him, yeah. fuck him, seriously. Uh, excuse me, hiccup, Sapporo. Nope, Sapporo hiccup. <laughs> so, uh, All right, so I'm sorry I said the CS term, too. I mean, I I know it's not the most offensive thing I could have said, um, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, it's it's okay. Seems like it could be fun. But anyway, I'm going to go to break because we got Mad Libs to do, and there might be some Trump audio. I'm not sure. Um, We'll see. And Kushner. Or maybe Hogan Gidley. <laughs> anyway, we can go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after, let's say this. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Mm-hmm. IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide. Okay. Real and time. 
are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you play the laser swords. They're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. And Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And also, thank you, uh, the imaginary state of Jefferson. Welcome back. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a callback, folks. It's a callback. Uh, so uh, I, I think I, 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 I've, I've settled on uh, from the last bit of audio we have. Um, I want to play uh, because this is a story that, that isn't talked about enough. And I did a little bit of research today, and uh, and, and I've, I've I've tried to keep up on this as much as possible. But today, uh, Hallie Jackson on MSNBC had John Hogan Gidley, aka Hogan Gidley. You know, you know Hogan Gidley, who was all uh, who was it? Oh my God, I forget who was it. Oh, Beto. Uh, he he wanted to make sure that you knew Robert. Uh, Beto, uh, you know, it was his real name, and even Hogan Gidley's name is it's John Hogan Gidley or something like that. But, um, uh, uh, O'Rourke, I'm sorry, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, but, um, Hogan Gidley was on with Hallie Jackson today, and she asked him, uh, did a lightning round of questions with him. But things slowed down when it got to Puerto Rico. And I want you guys to pay close attention to this bit of audio here 
I'll pause it at one point because it's kind of long. But there are so many just distortions and lies in this. Um, it's um, it's really disgusting. We need to remember this going into 2020. What the Trump cult is saying about what went down, you know, after the disaster in Puerto Rico, after the you know the, they were Maria, right? Yeah, uh, you know, after all of the hardships they've gone through after the enormous loss of life, after they were ignored by this administration. and More people died there than 9-11. But please continue, Kevin. But, I'm sorry. Don't anyway, but yeah, so Hogan Gidley with Hallie Jackson on MSNBC, and she did a great job, although she didn't catch a certain something, and I'll pause it when we get to that certain something. Listen to this. Tweets on Puerto Rico uh, that happened this morning. Because I think there's some confusion over them. The president says that uh, Puerto Rico got $91 billion for the hurricane. That's not true. Why is he using that number? They're getting $91 billion that are in pledges. to. Get that's their, not what the president says. He says they got $91 billion. They, yeah, he said they got it and they didn't. But Gidley's going to lie. And got half it in of pledges, that is an estimate that, on what's to come. Right, and that money is coming to them. The fact is they have received they more money get it. than any state what? or territory in history. Lies, lies, lies right there. For rebuild. That's not true. A hundred percent. There is nowhere that's Louisiana got more after that hurricane. They have not that's come not, that's not, not a true They fact. have not come to $91 billion with all we've done in that country. They oh, no, I'm sorry, Hallie Jackson. It's just not true. You don't have to say it's that's not a true fact. It's not true because there are no false facts. There are just facts. So, Thank you. Anyway. Had a systematic mismanagement of the goods and services we've sent to them. You've seen food just rotting in the ports. Uh, God damn it. You've what? seen food just rotting in the ports. Yes. Yes. You did see food, quote unquote, rotting in the ports. All right. He makes it sound like, in the Trump cult, makes it sound like they're big, like, you know, they're just... Pre-made dinners sitting there huh. in the sun there baking. No way to you know. transport the food. Well, well, hold on, because this is based on a nugget of truth from. Let me see. Was it yesterday? No, it wasn't yesterday. Was it the day before yesterday? No, it was six months ago. It was six months ago where there were uh, uh, approximately ten um, uh, tractor trailer, or you know the the. The trailers that, you know, uh, uh, are carried by semis, you know, there were 10, you know, uh, God, what do you call those trailers? Yeah. 10 tractor trailers, whatever, Uh, uh, you know, sitting there and they had uh, some uh, uh, at least one of them had like some dog food on it and some pet food that was broken open. And rats and lizards had gotten in and eaten that and shit all over everything. And they basically, it was, you know, they they shit, you know, the the critters shit all over like the, the bottled water and the canned food and stuff like that. So they couldn't just pass it out willy nilly without spreading more disease, right? Some of the stuff on these tractor trailers. It was also expired food as well. These were private donations. They weren't anything that we paid for as taxpayers for relief. These, all these food donations were private donations. 
And Hogan Gidley is saying over and over and over, and so is Trump, we gave him food and it's just rotting in the ports. Well, you know, the the uh, National Guard dropped the ball on those tractor trailers, and there a, a lot of people dropped the ball on them. But it was an infinitesimal amount of the relief that was given. These It was a handful of private donations. When you look at the scale of, you know, an American territory like Puerto Rico, this was, an, it, it was like a hangnail. It was a fingernail worth of what was going to them. Huh. You know? And Hogan Gidley's like, they're letting food rot in ports. One story. About ten tractor trailers that had a they had a bad situation happen where some pet food, some dry pet food ripped open and it attracted rats and lizards, and that food became contaminated and they couldn't distribute it. And some of it was already expired when it got to them. So Can I ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it was a private you know, private donations. Mm-hmm. Where was where was the American <clears throat> the American? Okay, I don't know what the word. Well, is. Well, the National Guard. I uh, the National Guard w- was supposed Thank to. You. You where, know where was the National Guard to help distribute it? Well, they were deployed well, to. Army they were de- of engineers to get the roads open. Uh, true. You. That too. That too. But the 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 National Guard who was supposed to who. Ultimately, this should have fallen upon, from what I read, from what I understand, is they got deployed to an area that needed more help. And they saw that these, these you know, uh, shipping containers, you know, tractor trailers, whatever, were contaminated, and they moved on. But this big... It's bullshit. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, from... from and again, I, you know, don't quote me as gospel, but everything I read about this... Seems like this was one isolated incident six months ago that they tried, they actually tried to clean the food up, the the canned stuff that was in there, and relocated it into like um, a voting uh, center or something like that, or, you know, some, some kind of government facility. They're like, they tried to unload these things after all these vermin went in and shit on everything. And they tried to disinfect it and get it, but the stuff was already, it was expired before it even arrived. So there was a higher priority on food that wasn't expired and covered in vermin shit to give to, you know, the, the survivors and victims of, you know, of Maria. So anyway, so, so that story that Hogan Gidley is, is puking up right here is exactly that it's vomit it's bullshit it's been digested it's it's uh all the nutrients have been taken out and now he's just spewing it forth like it's fact and it's not so i mean there's a lot you know there was mismanagement that happened but it was a huge fucking disaster so anyway continuing the clip with 
Hallie Jackson, and John Hogan Gidley. Uh, their governor has done a horrible job. He's trying to make political the, hay in a political year. Right. And he's trying oh, to find oh. someone to uh, to take the blame off of him so for not just, having a good a grid and not having a good system in that country. These are things that are not true, just factually from a factual basis, because in Hurricane Katrina, the recovery effort cost more than what's happening in Puerto Rico, and that is estimated to cost. Yes. So let's just lay the facts out here. Let me ask you about another fact here. President Trump says that Puerto Rico is only taking from the USA. That's part of his tweet. I think you and I could both agree that President Trump knows Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, right? Correct. Okay. Does okay, I just want you to remember that. Do, I think, really? I think President huh? Trump knows that Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Yeah. Listen very closely to the language Hogan Gidley uses going forward, please. Does he believe they are not equal U.S. citizens as to folks, for example, in Texas or Louisiana? Why would that, he say they're taking from no, the U.S. That's abso- they're part that's of the abso- U.S.? That's absolutely ridiculous. I was in the Senate lunch where the president addressed this topic, and he told the people uh, of the United States Senate, you need to vote for this bill. Democrats even want more money than we've already given, $600 million more. It's all of our federal uh, um, uh, relief packages for, for future uh, budgets as well. You have to vote for that. It protects the farmers. We have to vote for this and provide the money to Puerto Rico. Okay, but you're not answering the question. The president president says Puerto Ricans are taking from the USA. Puerto Rico is part of the United States. People who live in Puerto Rico are U.S. citizens. You're rolling your eyes. I don't know why you're rolling your eyes because there's a lot of confusion over why the president would say this and what he understands and and how he views the people of Puerto Rico. That's ridiculous. He's actually already traveled uh, to Puerto Rico after this after this horrific hurricane. He was there and then threw some paper towels. Bad things about Puerto Rico ever since he returned. He gave them a lot of money. They have mismanaged and misused that money. It hurts their people. That's what he's upset about. The people of Puerto Rico don't think that it hurts them. They they believe that they need to have. This when there are food, goods, and services sitting in those ports and they're just rotting in the sun, that is a complete mismanagement at the, at the government. Why hasn't the, US, why hasn't the White House disperse the money that Congress has allocated to help Puerto Rico? I'm sure we will. When? I'm, oh, I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a deadline for you, but look, they can't even why handle... Why not? They can't even handle what we've given them already. They're letting food rot in the ports. What we've given them already. We yeah, haven't given them not. anything that rotted in the ports. But uh, I, I, I need to start the clip over because... What Hallie Jackson pointed out there, uh, Hogan Gidley obviously completely missed because listen to how he refers to Puerto Rico in the very beginning. Tweets on Puerto Rico uh, that happened this morning because I think there's some confusion over them. The president says that uh, Puerto Rico got $91 billion for the hurricane. That's not true. Why is he using that number? They're getting $91 billion that are in pledges to get That's not what the president says. He says they got $91 billion and half of that is an estimate on what's to come. Right, and that money is coming to them. The fact is they have received more money than any state or territory in history for rebuild. That's not true. 100%. There is nowhere that's Louisiana got more after that hurricane. Have not that's not, that's not a not, true They have fact. not come to $91 billion with all we've done in that country. They have- with all we've done in that country. That country. Yeah. That country. He does it that again. Our country. Our country. L- listen. Yeah, it is our country. It is Thank our country. You, listen, listen. He does it again. He does it again. That country. Listen. Had a systematic mismanagement of the goods and services we've sent to them. You've seen food just rotting in the ports. Uh, their governor has done a horrible job. He's trying to make political the, hay in a political year, right. and he's trying to find someone to uh, to take the blame off of him so for not just, having a good a grid and not having a good system in that country. These are at all. things in that country at all. <laughs> oh, hey Trump and Gidley. Hey Trump. 
you. In that country. That country is ours. Twice. Twice. They in are that our country. Citizens. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed it on the first pass. I was so obsessed with the other things he was saying about the food rotting in shipping containers because that was such a lie, such a demonstrable lie. One story from six months ago, and they're latching on to it like a fat kid on cake. Sorry, fat kids that like cake. Sorry, cake. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, uh, we're getting to the top Puerto of the... Puerto Rico is our country. It's it is our country. It is our country. Uh, yeah. But it, you wouldn't know it under this administration. It's just more brown. scary brown people. More scary brown they people. Right, Joe? They're I do, too. And, you yeah. know, they, they're different. You should build a wall. Oh, there's a deep ocean there. Very build deep, a build a deep wet, ocean wall. Wet. Yeah, it's oh, wet money. and deep. Surrounded up, by water. Put up some uh, a dinghy wall. Put up a dinghy wall. <laughs> <laughs> a wall made of dinghies. <laughs> dinghies. Um. So, <laughs> hey Owen, hot dog soup. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. A- anything else to add to the Hogan Gidley uh, Hallie Jackson interaction there before we get to Mad Libs? No, you said it right. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck Hogan Gidley. Hogan Gidley. All right. Here we go. Uh, Mad Libs, folks. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad. Get Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right. Here we go. Rain, I need a part of the body, please. Oh, belly button. All right. Joe, I need an adverb, please. I knew it. I knew an adverb was coming. Lightly. Uh, Oh, I like that. Uh, okay. Rain, a verb ending in ing. Um. Oh God. And it better be fucking good. Thinking of. It better be fucking good. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I oh, am boy. easily moved. <laughs> Swayed. Yeah. Joe, part of the body. <laughs> um. Uh, what, what's your tailbone? Oh, your cockex. Cockex. Oh, yeah, I know that. I'm touching it right now. <laughs> okay, TMI. TMI. Oh, all right, Rain, another part of the body. One you're not touching. <laughs> My elbow. All right. Okay. So, all right, this one is done. Moving on to the next one, uh, uh, Joe. I need the name, the full name of a conservative. Oh, um, William F. Buckley Jr. Oh, oh, oh. wow! Oh, well done, sir. And um, Rain. I need a verb. Uh huh. 
Don't fuck this up. We... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I I'm hate kidding. verbs. It's I know, that's... Verb, that's right? Yeah, it is an action word, so I said fuck, so there are other things you can think of well, that are along those lines. I more... Okay. Oh, screw w- it. Wiggle? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Wiggle, wiggle. is good. There, wiggle. All right. See, you're getting it. You're getting it. All right, Joe... <laughs> Joe, plural noun. Um, bicycles. Bicycles. All right. Oh, I got to start some music here. Uh, all right. Rain. Wow. The name yes. of a conservative. The name of a conservative. William S. Buckley. <laughs> No. Senior. <laughs> no. William. It was F. William Buckley. F. Buckley Jr. Um, but uh, whatever. I just wanted the senior of the Buckley. Come on. How many different conservatives have, it. have we talked about tonight? With all the failing news sites and okay, God you know. Damn it. So you guys are basically saying no. I'm rejected. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there was no William F. Buckley Senior. There was no, definitely no William S. Buckley. No, not, not S. That I know of. All right. Come on. Okay, a Fox News personality. Or somebody from World like Net Daily. Or somebody like from Tucker Daily Carlson. Caller. Or somebody, you Judge know. Judge Janine, okay? There you go. Oh, Judge Janine Piero. I feel so bullied. Judge Janine. I feel bullied. I'll give Where you a safe space with Judge Janine because she's in a safe space. I feel off of so Fox. bullied. I need uplighting. Can we talk about? Well, let uplighting? me tell you, the hijab is goes against the Constitution. Not <laughs> <laughs> Joe. I part of the body. In future episodes, we need to talk about the fact that she has uplighting in her show. Why wouldn't anybody have uplighting on a Fox News program, Rain? Are you against the Constitution? (laughs) I, well, who are you? Who are you? I'm Judge Janine Pirro. I am very annoying and speak very succinctly. Alright, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think that you are very good at Judge Janine. Uh, no, I might need to pinch my nose, but that's alright. Yeah. No, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be that good. She's just fucking annoying. So I just did the most annoying voice I could think of. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Joe. Some videos. There's Joe, part of the body, Joe. Last one of the for body. tonight. Cuticle. Cuticle. Um, <laughs> I had a torn cuticle the other day. Let me tell you, it was unpleasant. Yeah. I got lemon juice in it. I got some salt and also some vinegar. And I was screaming. I was screaming. My cuticle was burning. It was burning. <laughs> so. Whatever you do, you got a torn cuticle, you stay away from cotton lemons. You use a salt shaker, you don't do a pinch of salt. You don't do a pinch of salt. You just use a salt shaker. You can't put your fingers in salt if you got a torn cuticle. You'll be screaming. 
you'll be screaming. And vinegar, get out of town. Um, all right. Scream your balls off. <laughs> Scream your balls off. You go nuts <laughs> with your balls screaming. You break your coxle. You break your cockix. It's like a beautiful Cockets. blend. Yeah. You, and don't go don't go through the turnstiles at an airport backwards or you're going to Bangkok. Um Alright, here we go. Westward ho ha! It, this is from Mad Libs. Let's see. This is the one I've been using for all. more Mega Mad Libs. Westward Hoha is is what this is called. Good vacations are worth their weight in penises. Seriously? Uh, get the hell out of my house. In this house. Yeah, and get out of my house. Uh. <laughs> Get a bitch, and, and this is from Heather. So, uh, <laughs> a bitchy summer vacation uh, for you and your farty family is to visit the Rocky Feet in Colorado. Oh. The first time you see these sleepy mountains, your belly button will thump lightly. <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you're into camping, fishing, or fucking, visit Arizona's Grand Canyon and enjoy a land of screwy landscapes and rich, stupid history. Sounds about right. Upon Grand Canyon, sounds like something that the Maga people would say. It might, yeah. Upon sight of this mild, deep, magnificent, one and a half billion year old hangover, your cockix will drop, and you won't be able to catch your dog. Well, that'll happen. <laughs> Don't let your dog fall in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, keep take care of your cockix, folks, and then you can catch your dog. Oh, God, God uh, bless the dog. And then the dog has a longer cockix. It, it, well, it probably does. Probably yeah. does. Uh, and then uh, let's go back to this this music. Uh, and then there is the city of the Golden Gate Cat, San Francisco, where you can spend the day watching a cable rabbit loaded with wide-eyed turtles, or climb the city's Gabby Hills. A place made famous by Tony Bennett's moist rendition of I Left My Elbow in San Francisco. So will you. Oh. Moist. All right. Uh, here's you a card. Moist rendition. He had a moist rendition of I Left My Elbow in San Francisco. With all those animals? Yeah, turtles and rabbits and shit. It's cool. Wow. Alright, uh, this one is called A Card from Camp. Dear folks, camp is great. I like all the Cadillacs in my tent. <laughs> Don't fall asleep in there if they're running. <laughs> You'll wake up dead. Uh, I've become as I've become as, I've become as uh, I've become as close as two lances in a pod with William F. Buckley Jr., who is a dressy personality and is never without a Volkswagen bug. 
I, all I of that is true. I, th- yeah. I was going to say, I think that's true. I, I think so. It's all true. It, he tells he a dressy personality. Yeah. He, he tells really stinky stories, which make all of us wiggle out loud. I have to stop writing now. I know I promised. Uh, I know I promised a long election, but this morning I washed my shirts and shoes and put them out to dry on the clothes, Big Bird. And it looks like it's getting ready to rain cats and teeth. Really? Teeth. Well, if if, if Willie Matt Buckley is involved, this all seems quite factual. Uh, if it was raining teeth, that would suck. Hail is already horrible, but if it rained teeth, that would that would be oh. deadly. Bad. I better I better get off my voter and get my pants off the Corvette line before I run out of dressy underwear. Oh, I used dressy twice. Um, I promise to write a letter of full uh, a letter full of bicycles before my cuticle hits the pillow tonight. Or tomorrow, or maybe all right Tuesday. Your loving gas station, Judge Janine Piro. There you go. <laughs> oh, so Judge, oh, your loving gas I think station. Janine wrote that letter to oh. William F. Buckley. <laughs> I accidentally I put the Mad Lib away and I bumped the. Um, the yodeling pickle. So, anyway, that was fun. Uh, it but was yeah, a fun, sexy time. It was one. <laughs> yeah, what a fun, sexy was. time for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we go. So anyway, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. That was fun. Thank you everybody for helping with the Mad Libs. We're already we're almost ten minutes over. Let's try and wrap things up like decent folks. And then we can uh, get to the Tim Carmel show because I want to listen. I want to listen tonight for sure. I always want to listen. So, anywho, uh, Rain, what do you have for a parting shot this evening? I nothing. You sure? Yeah. Are you sure I, you I, mean yeah, that? I am sure. Are you sure you mean that? Don't you want to say? Uh, do you want me? You, you want me to make something up? You want me to bring up some fake news? No, I got nothing. I'm okay. just disgusted hey, what and everything. Yeah. Is I, it too? Is I'm, it too much? It's too much. <laughs> it is a little bit too much. I want every single fucking Democratic committee, committee, committee. I, <laughs> I want them to just bring subpoenas. And bring those motherfucking evil people in front of them. Okay, now I'm done. Subpoenuses! Don't say penises! Uh yes. Alright, Joe, what do you have uh, uh to wrap up the show? <laughs> well y- y- you know, every it, it, trends are global, right? Yeah. Are subpoenuses? No, just trends. Okay. Well, don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> However, um, a couple of years ago, 2016 in June, uh, the UK uh, were taken over by a bunch of English Trumpers 
uh, like Genesis, right? Yes, and and they convinced Stop. they convinced people that they would be way better leaving the European Union and standing alone because that would stop all these immigrants from coming into the the UK and ruining their country. Yeah, right. That's true. Uh, later that year, um, something happened in the United States that we won't go into. Well, there seems to be a backlash happening, and I'm telling everybody: watch closely. If you want to, if you want to get a hint at what might be happening next year here in our elections, watch closely what's happening with the brilliant Brexit move in the UK. That's good advice because it's yeah. a fucking Every train. Day. It's a train wreck. It's a it's a high speed rail wreck. It is, and no one knows how to get out of it. And I predict that there's going to be another referendum ultimately, and they're going to undo what they did. Oh, because I, I agree. Oh, I hope you're right. There is a tremendous backlash going on in the UK. Every day there's a vote. Every day they vote down a, a plan. Yeah. And the the Nigel Farages and the and the Boris Johnsons of the world are are convinced that a hard Brexit, which means just leave, and we can stand alone, just like Trump. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're only I, the only Amen. I can. Yeah. Right. Amen. So you watch everyone watch what happens with Brexit, because it's the beginning of a worldwide trend backlash against the populism that screwed us in the first place two years ago yes it's a backlash against get out of my house (laughs) all right right well i left my sunglasses i left my sunglasses in there can i come back again well the the point is (laughs) nigel farange and boris johnson and, and company sold the people of used fear just like trump of my yeah. migrants and everything oh, to yeah. sell a bill of goods to the people of the uk to say that oh you're going to be so much better off if we just stand alone and get out of this terrible european union and they had no plan yeah they had no and they plan, had no plan. Right. it doesn't even if it doesn't even matter if they had no plan the fact that they did this that they did this without no plan meant means to me personally they were just reactionary and no, this it was based in racism idea is bullshit and yeah. that's why i feel like this is populism is how we ended up with Donald yeah. Trump. build the wall and maggots Hitler, yes yeah oh absolutely so anyway um well we gotta we gotta end things now good stuff i, I appreciate that joe i'm glad you brought that up because Thanks, that Jeff. buyer's that buyer's remorse on uh, Brexit, it's gonna be like that here, but in spades, man. I mean, oh, yeah. he, Trump. I didn't get to play the audio tonight. I, I I have audio of Trump saying, "Yeah, I'm willing to tank the economy for, for my fucking wall." We'll play that uh, on Friday. So, <sighs> uh, but anyway, that's it. We're gonna wrap up the show right now. We'll see everybody on Friday right here on. Indie Media Weekly, Radio for Humans, and be sure to check out all the other fine programs here as well. Go to IndieMediaWeekly.com for more details. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you!
Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Cleveland, home of the, home of the, home of the.